The existence of Hamburger Helper. Okay. Implies the reality of Hamburger Helpless. Okay. Okay. All right. Explain. Think about it. <laughs> uh huh. Think about it. Uh huh. It's helpless. Okay. Hamburger. Yeah. How are you going to turn this into a nutritious meal for your blue collar <laughs> family? It's hamburger helpless. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I love it. I love what you, it. What do you think's in the box? When you open up a box of Hamburger Helpless, what do you think you find? I, I'm assuming just some sad-looking hamburger. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, because you're providing the hamburger, but right. I think the helpless aspect is, like, I think that there's a few um, either, like, heavily preserved, like, flour tortillas that just have no flavor whatsoever. Right, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> or, like, maybe, like, a few slices of Wonder Bread. Right. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know, it's pretty helpless overall. And maybe, like, um, like a little sachet of probably, like, silicon dioxide to keep it, you know, dry. <laughs> yeah, that does seem hamburger helpless for sure. <laughs> now, like, what I, are you going to do? It's helpless. Yeah, I thought you were going to hit me with hamburger hinderer, which is just, like, an opposing <laughs> product. <laughs> That's like, I don't it back. Know. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a box of sawdust and and bugs. <laughs> the burger has become too powerful. We have to restrain it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Thanks, like some nylon Mom. zip ties. Nice. <laughs> hold zip the burger tie. down. <laughs> Jesus. Hamburger hinderer. <laughs> I like it. I think yeah, it's a really good it's idea. Because sometimes, you know how it is, man. Sometimes that burger can become all-powerful, and it just true. gets out of control. It's true, and you just got, you need some help. If only I had something to restrain my burger, you say. <laughs> that thought has crossed my mind a couple of times. If Who only. hasn't been there? You know? <laughs> You Who know hasn't the, been there? You know the people here listening to Dead and Lovely have needed Woo. to hinder a burger. That was a you transition. Know, that's why they're tuning in to the newest episode of the show in which we're going to be talking about Vanel Sling. Vanel Sling. Okay. Vanel Sling. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if they just want to get straight on to the part where we talk about Vanel Sling, uh-huh. they can uh, use the timestamp in the podcast description and get straight to it. But if they don't want to do that, if they just want to have a good time and hang out with the boys and shoot the shit, well, then just hang out. Keep on going. Keep that podcast a-rolling. Keep on a-rocking me, baby. Now, and uh, tune in. Do you think they there was a scene in this movie... Where Van Helsing was was offered some mashed potatoes, and he said, "I'll have a Van Helping." Wow! <laughs> like, how much do you want a helping the size of a van? A Van Helping. A Van Helping. <laughs> there you go. It might be that. A, a yeah. Van Helping is when you want a ton of something. <laughs> but back then, they would have been like, "Sir, what is a van?" <laughs> Explain to me, like a caravan. <laughs> <laughs> the size of a caravan? Okay. That's, That's large, of mashed but potato. Here you go. Wow, man. Wow. Yeah, we're going to get real deeply into this movie right here today, aren't we? I think so. Yeah, we're we're really going to really going to get deep on this um motion picture? Movie? Yeah. Movie? Right? Mm, Thing? Mark? Uh, 
Wow, it is definitely a movie. I'll tell you what, man. And I'll tell you what, man. I've not had much time to watch much anything else other than this this week. It has been a month of a week. I oh, will really? Tell you what this. you been up to? Yeah, a lot. A whole lot of stuff, man. I have been, I've been smooth sailing. I've been a uh-huh. sailor playing a Yacht Rock gig at the Bass Masters Tournament here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, really? I played for all the pro bass people out there, played some smooth sailing hits by Christopher Cross and Michael McDonald and all that other stuff. It was really great. Okay, here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. Buckle the fuck up, because oh, I shit. had an encounter. I'm excited. I had a fucking encounter at this okay, show. Okay, let's now, hear it. <laughs> this is kind of specific, and I wish that we were on like video chat or something right now. That way you could see what I'm doing. Oh, man. But <laughs> over the past year or so, there have been a whole lot of like super viral like TikTok uh, okay. and, and Instagram videos and stuff of this dude who does these crazy country dances where like okay. his upper torso doesn't move at all, but his, his like legs and stuff are moving like crazy. It's kind mm. of... Lord of the Dance style. Okay. Do you, does that spring anything into mind for you? Lord of the Dance? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking well, of the... But, but, like, this guy, this young man that does these country Oh, no, I, I haven't seen him. I thought I thought you were asking if I knew who Michael Flatley was, and I do. <laughs> of course. We're from the 90s. <laughs> exactly. Of course we do. Our <laughs> no, moms I don't know loved him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll send you a video later, because I'm sure as soon as you see the guy, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen that. Because people have, like, put, like... Uh, you know, like brutal, like death metal and stuff over him doing these crazy country dances and stuff. Okay. He's one of those dudes that just went crazy viral off of just a few videos. Mm-hmm. He was at the fucking show. He was at the Bassmasters tournament. Okay. I saw him in the distance while I was playing fucking Run Like the Wind. And I was like, there's no way that's that fucking guy. And then he started doing the dance, dude. He started doing <laughs> the dance I like, okay I, I've, I've got to look it up maybe maybe while you're telling me about your movies and stuff that you've watched i'll you'll look it up it and me? find okay. what his name is <laughs> yeah like that, that way you'll know and uh-huh. be like oh holy shit for some reason <laughs> that guy was in knoxville watching my my yacht rock smooth sailor show it was amazing definitely a highlight of my existence so far also did some quality skank banging the other night had a big oh, yeah? skank banger show uh-huh. debuted a whole bunch of new songs uh, it has been just very, very, very chaotic this week. A whole lot of rope mashing going yeah. down. Yeah, well, that's here. awesome. I mean, you like doing that. Right? I like to mash on a rope. Yeah, I okay. will tell you that. I yeah. do like to mash on one. Other than that, about all that I have had time to watch this week is fucking Point Break, which if you're going to watch oh, one thing well, a week, go, yeah. it should probably be fucking Point Break, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, Catherine Bigelow, uh, you got a little canoe in there. I mean, it's killing it great movie i'm crazy about swayze i'll tell yeah, you that swayze yeah it's, i'm just fucking crazy about swayze it's a great film 100 percent awesome film that it'd be weird if they remade that right i know right yeah, that would be really strange if yeah. they did that yeah they yeah. probably shouldn't i think they probably got <laughs> everything they need to say about it done the first yep. time <laughs> the first time like, was perfect it, it was one that, that that kate put on the other day Mm-hmm. And it was just like a you know oh whatever we'll have this on while we go off and do a bunch of other stuff and it's just kind of on in the background and uh-huh. then I'm like oh I just sat here and watched this whole movie because it kicks ass yeah it's awesome man I'm I'm glad you got at least that break to to watch an awesome fucking movie like I haven't seen Point Break in a while should rewatch that now that we're talking about it just <laughs> you got me in the mood to rewatch Point Break 
It's so good. It is. It's seriously yeah. fucking fantastic. So yeah, always recommend that one, man. What about you? How's your week been? Oh, it's been great. We've uh, you know we've uh, we've had us a, a good old time. Been uh, enjoying ourselves, watching some movies. Uh, last week, after we finished recording the Purge episode, we went and uh, uh, rented up that cocaine bear and watched that. You watched a cocaine bear? A cocaine bear? Yeah, we saw a cocaine bear, and I'll tell you what. That bear was definitely on cocaine. And uh, what'd you it, think about it? I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I was having a blast. Uh, I, I right. think, yeah, it's weird that people went into it expecting a serious movie or expecting just, I guess, a, a bear uh, snorting a bunch of cocaine and dying. I, like, I really don't know what they expected. A bear does cocaine and kills people. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's the yeah. rest of the stuff. What else is funny. did you want? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I had a blast with it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I loved, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I love how well it portrayed that time where two kids find cocaine in the woods and try it out. (laughs) Yes. That's how unsupervised (laughs) we were. (laughs) Have a tablespoon of it or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, if that movie got one thing right, it is what being a kid in the 80s was like. Exactly. I don't know. Go to the woods, kid. You'll be fine. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, man. Dude, I I get what you're saying, though. Like, I've talked to so many people that are just like, man, that movie was dumb. And it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. It's a movie called Cocaine Bear. Yeah. What the fuck were you expecting? Yeah, I, I really love, though, just like a, a little like Easter egg, I feel like, was the movie starts with uh, Jefferson Starship's Jane, which is also the opening song to Wet Hot American Summer, one of Elizabeth Banks's first acting jobs. No And she shit. directed Cocaine Bear. I wonder if that was a little nod to where she's come from and where she is now, because she's fucking killing it in Hollywood. What do you know? Yeah, I liked it. I I, I really enjoyed that film. I, I had a lot of fun with it. So fucking yeah, if you've heard bad things about Cocaine Bear, just go into it knowing it's it's a movie about a bear who eats a bunch of cocaine and kills people. So Yeah, loosen up already. Yeah. <laughs> like really. Um I also I I figured I'd just go ahead and have your week last week. We watched Cocaine Bear and then we watched some Magic Mike. So well, that's kind of what I did. Yeah, <laughs> maybe next week I'll play a smooth sailor show at the Bass Master <laughs> tournament. Oh, the yeah. Bass Master! Yeah, you'll be just fucking mashing on that thing. I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, we watched Magic Mike as as you suggested, and as I I clearly uh, like last week when you were talking about it, I was just like, yeah, I guess I have to watch this movie because I got to figure out like what he's talking about. And I'm so glad you heeded my advice on I that, did. dude, because I, I need for someone else to have it, like experienced that movie for the first time like I just have and be yeah. as confused as I am. I'm Yeah, I, I, I think they were making uh, Boogie Nights and just like didn't realize like the only thing people are coming for is those stripping scenes. Like, that's all they want. They don't want to know that, uh, you know. Uh, Mike loves making tables out of scrap stuff he finds and <laughs> that he's trying to get a bank loan, but he has a real bad credit score for some reason. 
but we don't know why he has a bad credit score because the guy makes money okay and also he roofs he works he does roofing during the day for 18 dollars an hour but but also he has to be like working out and getting prepared for these super elaborate dance numbers every single Dude. night I, okay, I don't I'll tell you this too. How that's working? Like that—that that to me was one of the most unbelievable aspects of the movie. Now, right. I have never worked a roofing job, I but have. I know people who have worked roofing jobs. Steve, at the end of a day of roofing, you couldn't do you feel possibly. like dancing. You couldn't fucking possibly. You couldn't listen. If you're if no. if you want to just go try this out, go to the Home Depot, find shingles, find just a pack of shingles, pick them up. Now do that, walk up a ladder, nail all those down, walk down the ladder, grab some more, take them back up. All fucking day. That's what you do. And it's hot as fuck. And the more you lay down, the hotter it gets because it's reflecting the yeah. fucking sun, absorbing the sun and just fucking radiating, killing your ass. And you do it for eight, 10, 12 hours through the fucking day. And then I, I guess, I don't know, you go like dance with your buddies at a strip club where you make more money. <laughs> Then you'll make a whole fucking week roofing. Just don't roof. Money makes you powerful, I guess. Yeah, honestly, it's like at that point, why are you even doing the roofing fucking thing, Just right? dance during the day. There's other places to dance during the day. Just go dance during the day and dance at uh, this other place at night, and you, you'll be making a lot of money. Also, his house was fucking amazing. Why yeah, is he doing this roofing job? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, it was so confusingly artsy right right and he's haggling i'm gonna be stuck on this roofing job because i've done roofing he he's haggling for his wage every day with this guy to get 18 dollars an hour to roof again i don't understand why he's doing this he could be dancing (laughs) where because he's real good at it and he's super popular and he makes a bunch of money doing it don't understand why he has <laughs> to do this. And gets chicks and drugs and alcohol. Like it's crazy. do that job all the time, maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think like it. It really is. It's it's like trying to do boogie nights, but it's not. Boogie nights is fun. Boogie nights has like a lot more fun. They, I mean, it's fucked up and a lot of crazy shit happens, but it, it's much more fun. This is just sad. It's like here's these like fun dance numbers or whatever. Here's Kevin Nash and all these uh you know big dudes oh, getting yeah. naked also, for you. Also Kevin Nash was in it. What? <laughs> Kevin Nash has been in two <laughs> movies I watched this week. I'll talk about the other one next. Uh Wow. Uh but yeah, you got all that like fun stuff going on and them going out to clubs and having a fun time. I'm like, yeah, man, this looks great. I I'd, I'd have a fun time. And then you got to fucking deal with the reality that doesn't make any sense. Like, all the stuff in his reality that's supposed to be showing us, like, hey, it's actually hard for sex workers, which is a great message. Um, Yes. It it doesn't make sense, though. It's not like... uh, Listen, I know sex workers have trouble, like, depositing money into banks. Like, OnlyFans models and stuff, that that happens. But when you... I mean, you're talking to a guy who's made his living, like, teaching guitar lessons and playing shows for a long time for, for cash. And it's like... That's hard to get a loan in, even though you're clearly liquid as fuck and making lots of money. Like, it is hard when you don't have a paycheck, literally. But when you're working for tips like that, as someone who who worked for tips for several years, you can still pay your fucking taxes and you can still deposit some money into a bank. (laughs) 
Like, yes, you can. What is going on with this movie? Anyway, I'm glad you made me watch it. And also, uh, uh, um, a bunch of people said that Magic Mike XXL is much more what we expected that first movie to be. So we're going to check that That's out. That's what everybody has said. Yeah. But, but dude, like, do you get what I'm saying now? What I said on last week's show where I was like, I'm so perplexed by this movie yeah, that no, I want I to it. watch the sequel because I'm like... Who liked this enough to demand a sequel? <laughs> it made a lot of money too. Like it tons. Re- <laughs> it, those dance scenes are probably fun enough to get. But the thing is, like, you just know, like, okay, we'll leave like halfway through the movie because, like, most of the dancing yeah. is done. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it didn't make a lot of sense, and, I, and I'm glad I watched it. Uh, we also watched man we also watched john wick uh anna has not seen the john wick movies and john wick 4 just came out and i want to watch it and of course uh you know uh, john wick is amazing so we watched it and i had a great time i had a great time uh kevin nash is in it though that's the other movie i watched with kevin nash in it um dude john John wick is so fucking good like Mm -hmm. whenever i think about that movie I think about the very first time that Kate and I watched it over here on the couch one night. I want to say it was probably 2019, maybe 2020. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was one of those deals where it's just like, man, there's no way this is going to be good. It's like 50-year-old Keanu Reeves and an action movie. Like, this is definitely going to suck. And we watched it, and it just blew our minds. We had, like, pizza and a movie night and watched this movie, and it was so fucking awesome. And, dude, like... One of my best friends that I've literally known my entire life calls me like during the credits. Uh huh. Like calls me on my phone. It's like late at night as fuck, and I'm like, "Gosh, what's he doing? calling me?" Answer the phone. He's like, "Hey, man, I just I just uh, proposed to my girlfriend. We got engaged, man. I'm gonna get married." <laughs> and I go, "Dude, that's so sick. Yo, have y'all seen John Wick? It's fucking awesome." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was just that blown away by John Wick. That's how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. i always think about that when i think about john wick yeah uh, that's great <laughs> yeah i'm terrible <laughs> i think i think that like the the thing about john wick like when people see the john wick movies and say like oh this is what i want and then hollywood just makes more of that exact same thing and it's not what anybody wants um it's because john wick is 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 unique it's different it's not just old man uh action movie which we've gotten a million of like and had before this too it's not just old man action movie it's like it's acknowledging his his old manness he's retired he's done this for a long time etc but then also keanu is in great shape and he moves really well so it looks amazing but also the director has a he has a, a vision and he has like a sight and he has like he is able to execute action well and with a great oh, yeah. like flair and it's they're all worth watching and I'm ex- I really want to see the fourth one because I hear it's amazing. It's almost 3 hours but people are loving it. So holy shit, really? Yeah. yeah I, I, listen, if you go for an almost 3 hour action movie and you love it, it it really must be bringing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, okay. I, I love John Wick. Just if you haven't seen John, if you're really on the fence about John Wick, I really do hope when we come to Action August, we'll we'll have to consider John Wick as a as a contender for Action August because it's seriously up there with one of you know I I, have, I I'm not going to get into which of the sequels is the best because I honestly I think the first one might be my favorite. 
but mm-hmm. it, it's up there with among my favorite action movies of all time for sure yeah it really is absolutely fucking awesome the fight choreography and everything is just so mind-blowingly insane yeah it's like kind of reminds me of like the first time that i watched the matrix where i was like holy uh-huh. shit yeah. these fights are bonkers man uh-huh. yeah i love it i love it so much uh speaking of awesome crazy action we also uh followed up on our crank watching from last week and watched crank too high voltage oh okay crank two crank boogaloo huh uh-huh. yeah uh i like crank two better uh anna said she liked to uh, crank better the original i i think they're both though fucking awesome no matter no matter how it shakes out they're both just real fun action movies full of misogyny i would say but the movie's not saying that that's a good thing all these people are bad people um right it, yeah 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 uh, yeah so it's definitely got that going uh but i think like jason statham is so good comedically like physically comedically like he's real good at making the exact right face and the exact right expression or just the way he moves and stuff like he's he's really able to do comedy physically while maintaining that like tough guy exterior look and it's it's great like he is so awesome in those movies and i really wish they'd make another one I dude, I totally totally agree with that. And makers of Van Helsing, take note. <laughs> if right? you're making a movie that's supposed to be kind of like watching someone play a video game, yeah, Crank is a good way to do it. Yeah, make it make it like a fun video game. How about that? Try that. Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that. Uh, speaking again of awesome action and uh, uh, like a fun video game and very visually pleasing, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Oh, you talking about the old PNB? You watched a little yep. PNB mm-hmm. action this week? Yeah, everybody likes a little PNB. Um, Ooh, yeah. it's it's awesome. I actually like. I've heard. I, I I hadn't seen any of the Puss in Boots movies or whatever, or, or even Shrek. I've just seen like Shrek and Shrek Two. I haven't seen any of the other whatever stuff. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, but watching this was like it was awesome. Like the animation is really, really cool. It's like uh, it's kind of reminded me of like watching um, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, just oh, the sick. animation yeah. is is just mind blowing. Just great. Looks awesome. Real fun. That's what I've heard, man. Like we actually um, heard that recently that the the second one is apparently just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, well, I guess we should watch it. And so we put on the first Puss in Boots movie that came out a while back. Uh-huh. And it's just really shitty, dude. Like it's <laughs> Is it? it's honestly not fun at all. Like it feels like you got Shrek out of like a gumball machine in front of Big Lots or something. Uh-huh. It's really shitty. Sure. And like not <laughs> in, yeah. It's like not entertaining at all but okay. we just kind of felt like we had to watch it to watch the second one so oh yeah, yeah i'm glad to hear that it's good i don't i don't know that you'd have to because there wasn't anything that happened in the second one that i was like i don't get it um it's great though yeah you got uh, antonio banderas florence Pugh, uh fucking harvey Guillen, all sorts of great uh, voice actors and stuff and it's just you know it's a kid's movie it's not gonna be mind-blowing but the like animation and the action sequences and stuff are mind-blowing they are really fucking well done nice yeah um then okay we also watched finally on hbo max our flag means death 
I don't know nothing about nothing about this. This is crazy to me that you don't know nothing about nothing about this. This is right up your alley. Taika Waititi's Super Gay Pirate Show. Uh, sold and yep. sold and sold. Yep. What? So it's like a series about gay pirates and Taika Waititi did it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. That is basically it. Bunch of great comedy. Right, guys, Very listen. funny. Yep. This has been a fun episode. I've got to go. You got to go right? watch I've this. I've got to go okay. watch this right yeah. now because I just found out that this existed and I need it in my life. You do. Yeah. HBO Max. You're going to love it. It uh, will make you uh, laugh. It might make you cry. It, it's got a lot of heart and also it make me very, gay. very funny. It might make you gay. Yeah. It might gay you up. Probably. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you, if it makes you gay, Ben. It, you you were always gay, buddy. That's how it works. It was always there. It was it's just always, always there. there, huh? Yeah, yeah. You were just hiding it from yourself. And the gay pirates brought Might it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang you, Kiwi son of a bitch, Taco. Uh-huh. It's great, though. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, it shows a lot of, like, really healthy relationships, <laughs> which is not what you'd expect for a pirate show. But it, it shows a lot of yeah. people that are, like, really care about each other and stuff and it's 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 fun and it'll make you feel good so watch it dang i like to feel good i like my feelings to be good all the time me too me too um also on friday night we have a little screaming chat where we get together on discord and we watch a movie and chat about it and we watched starring porky pig Starring Porky the Pig. That's yeah. right, man. Uh-huh. I've no. heard that that's the perfect movie to watch if you love incest. It is. Yeah. Yeah. If you love incest and we, you know, we know you do, you, you got to get this on uh, your your screen and, and just watch it. If you want to see Polly be abusive or a brother and sister who clearly want to fuck each other and then, you know. Wow. Do. <laughs> oh so there you go and then do yeah i don't know if i really want to oh okay well yeah you might not want to see amityville to the possession it's um might not be for me yeah i mean it's in line with the first one i really don't think that it's like it, it's not like you're watching a worse movie or worse acting it's definitely though uh, based on absolutely nothing like the guy who wrote it was like a, a parapsychologist and I, I believe he claimed that like he got some of the um the the ideas for it psychically by like Ooh, going to the house and like f- re- like reading things that had happened there in the past now a parapsychologist is a guy that asks you about how you feel about your mother while you guys are both descending from parachutes, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. He takes you up in a plane, and then uh, you and your mother are put in tandem, <laughs> tandem. Mm, wow. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. Very Freudian. Uh-huh. I get it. I get and it. You got to work together, or you die. So <laughs> it works. It works. Try it out. <laughs> Parapsychologist, got it. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, so yeah, Amityville Two: The Possession. It's uh, it's a pretty greasy movie, but not as greasy as the movie we watched on Sunday at Ice Cream Sunday, which is the exact same thing as uh, the Screaming Chat. In case you're new to to the show, um, it's uh, 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 we watched the Greasy Strangler, 
Dude, <laughs> this is a movie that has been on my to-watch list for Dude. years. I've heard... I know it's like a total love it or leave it, and that it's absolutely right. batshit insane. It is insane, right? yeah. I would say, like, imagine if, like, Tim and Eric made a horror movie. I'm in. I'm yeah. the fuck in. Well, uh, but I will say this. Don't... I, 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 I was eating something while we were watching it, and I... I, I for the first time in my life, hated food. Like, wow, it's real gross. It's real gross. But I enjoyed the movie. It's real fucking gross. It's really, really gross. There, the greasy strangler is gross, but absolutely, so much else that that goes on is some of the. It will just make you feel nasty. Like, I, I really, f- at times, it felt like trailers i went to in my childhood where somebody's family was just like oh we don't clean or wear clothes um and oh and, wow yeah <laughs> so it's 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 like that but it's also i i laughed my ass off at a ton of stuff and i would say well worth watching but prepare yourself really yeah yeah <laughs> it's it had some of the st- just like some moments that made me queasy, like like deep in my stomach. I was so uncomfortable, but also so grossed out that I just felt like my stomach wanted to eat itself and and cease to exist. Just wow, <laughs> holy shit! Like it dude. was cringing away from everything that was happening. Like no, why is this <laughs> happening? Uh, <laughs> Does your radar tell you that it's something that I would like, or would yeah. I be like, mm-hmm. "This is way too far"? No, you'd like it. Uh-huh. You definitely like it. It's, Count I mean, me yeah, it like it's it's gross, but it's also it is funny, and they are being funny at at times, like really fucking funny. the The hootie tootie disco cutie moment is fucking insane. And hootie I love tootie disco cutie sounds hootie, like something tootie, I would pitch on the cutie, show. Hootie tootie oh my disco God. cutie. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm the fuck in on this. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't seen this yet. Yeah, go check it out. It, it's. Um, I think we watched it on, on YouTube. So definitely uh, accessible. Uh, it's and on. We watched one last thing, which is uh, just, just to transition into what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we watched... Um, a movie that this movie that we're talking about today definitely isn't trying to rip off in any way. We watched no. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I remember watching that like a hundred years ago. Like yep. when, when did that movie come out? It 20 came years out, ago. What? It came out 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like I remember watching it whenever it hit video and thinking that it was pretty cool, but I've not watched it since then. Uh, well, one, the comic books are great. And and well worth reading and and go check them out. Uh, the central premise is that all these different characters from works of fiction exist in one world, and they uh, uh, some of them work for the the James Bond spy organization in a Victorian era. Uh, and you got people like Mina Harker and. And, uh, you know, The Invisible Man and, and uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and all that stuff. You got all that stuff going on and there's like some plot, etc. It is better than the movie we're talking about today 
It also sucks. <laughs> and the CGI <laughs> in it is terrible. And they showcase it way too much. And if they cut out, I don't know, 20 of the shots of the boat that look so fucking terrible. Like, it looks, it looks incomplete. It looks like it should say oh, VFX no. boat here. Right, right, right. right? Yeah. Like, it looks bad. And they keep showing it, and all they had to do was not, like, they could just edit those, like, take those out, because we don't need to see that over and over and over, because it looks like shit. It looks real fucking bad. Um, but it, it's, the, the story is more comprehensible. The plot is a little more comprehensible, though not, it's not great. Uh, the acting's better, I would say. CGI might be, like, like one tweak better than van helsing maybe yeah maybe he's got one more pixel per frame right for yeah itself. yeah and sean connery you know he's he's good so like it, it's got some it's got some good elements to it it's a disappointing adaptation of the comic books as as a fan of the comic books it, it definitely doesn't hit what i want but when you're talking about early 2000s movies about a bunch of different uh, fictional characters coming together to fight monsters. It's the better of the two. Wow. <laughs> high rankings, I, high praise yeah. right there. Huh? There we go. <laughs> man, I need to check that one again sometime, man. Uh, yeah, it's just so funny, man, to look back at this era of movies where, like, CG was just becoming, like, a kind of viable thing, and people yeah. got so so arrogant got so cocky with like okay we're ready to tell this story now that we have the technology to do it Ugh. it's like no you're really not ready no you're really and not ready also to tell story. you didn't need that technology at all not even the least bit we'll talk about it when we talk about this film but yeah. this movie didn't need any of the cg that it has not a oh, bit man well i'll tell you what man this movie that we're talking about today one vanelsling uh-huh, was a Patreon pick. Uh-huh. Was it not? It was. I drew it out of the smoking bowl. It was put in there by Grayson Hester. You talking about the same Grayson Hester, what took Gortar lessons from me, what also uh-huh. appeared on our very show right. That's many one. moons ago. Mm-hmm. That's him. Mm-hmm. That was on a Black Swan episode. Yeah, it was. It? it was on the Black Swan episode, and it was awesome. Uh, Grayson, you know he is what? awesome. He's a good old boy. He Listen, is. I'll tell you what. He's just a good old boy. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. That's true. He's probably too young to know that reference. That's possible. I think he might be. Maybe. I, I don't We're know. Very old. How do you grow up in the South and not know the Dukes of Hazard theme song? Surely you do. Yeah, surely like, you do. Right? I, honestly, we're too uh, young for that reference. <laughs> Dukes of Hazzard, I think, about. was off the air by the time we were watching TV. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know what? Now that you mention it, yeah. All right, so maybe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, he's a... I, I think of him as an honorary dead and lovely member. So whenever we drew his movie out of that smoking bowl, we needed to roll out the red carpet, the royal carpet for him, uh-huh. and let him select the topic that we're going to cover in today's Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Listen, man, if you've been on the show, if you've jammed mm-hmm. with your boy, uh-huh. I think you earn the right to choose a Purview Palace here I on think the so. show. I think so. 
yeah so we we texted this to to grayson and boy he hit us with a fucking whopper. home run yeah home run dude uh-huh. i'm gonna read his text to us here uh-huh. he said my idea for preview palace is van hell sings uh-huh. <laughs> of course it comes with a pun because grayson yeah <laughs> if you were in hell yeah which we will be obviously after we die and you were trapped in a van on a hell road trip and there was hell music playing along uh-huh. the hell road trip in the hell van uh-huh. then he has three questions for us i like these a lot all uh-huh. right steve where would the van be taking you what are your least favorite places you've been to? Okay. This one was like, I, I really racked my brain because there, there are a ton of places I've been and been like, whoa, this, I don't, I wouldn't want to have to be here for any period of time. But, and, and the one I chose, some people are going to be like, that's not that bad. But listen, if you've ever been to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, during spring break, ooh, you know ooh. what a pile of Satan shit looks like. <laughs> it straight up looks like it just fell out of old, old, uh, old, old Satan's butthole, doesn't it? Yep, yep. Rebel flags everywhere. Uh, uh, airbrush t-shirts. All, all the the most hideous things you can think of. Uh, some of the worst people you could ever be around on the beach. Just. <laughs> Just ready for a fight, mad as hell, uh, uh, cruising up and down the the Myrtle Beach Strip is, boy, huh? It's something. I'll tell you that. There's a reason why Eastbound and Down sent uh, Danny McBride to Myrtle Beach, right? Like Danny McBride yes. knows Myrtle Beach. He's from the South. We all. From a certain area in the South, experienced the Myrtle Beach beach trip as a kid. And you get there, and the beach is gross as fuck, and the hotel rooms are gross, and there's nothing to do there if you're not a college kid. And, and like, all the different stores sell the worst shit known to man. And, again, rebel flags everywhere. You can't escape them. They're on everything. Everybody's flying them from their fucking trucks and shit. It's the worst. Dude, and if you love wearing a uh, Corona beer uh, swimming trunk or a Budweiser bathing suit, yeah, that's it the is place the to place be. for you. Uh-huh. I get that. It is truly a place of woe and sorrow. And the it thing is. about it is, man, is like, you know, I didn't go to the beach for the first time until I was like fucking 18 years old. Right. And I remember hearing my entire life of somebody who lives in East Tennessee you know, from my friends and their friends, and they'd be talking about like, "Oh yeah, we went to Myrtle Beach for vacation." Uh-huh. It's like it's an eight it's an eight hour drive to get eight there. hours. It takes eight hours uh-huh. to drive to Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, and you get there, and it is everything that you just described. And it's also yeah. kind of mind boggling to me that people still do that when you can at least drive. 15 minutes, 20 minutes north of or south of that and go to like Garden City or Surfside or any of those other beaches that are like not pure garbage. Right. But people go to Myrtle Beach instead. They do. I mean, you yeah, you you can drive the same distance to all sorts of nice beaches in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, etc. But no, the Mecca. 
the, the, the red NECA is Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> Dude, like from here where we grew up, it takes way less time to go to Savannah or Tybee Island. Beautiful. Yeah. And you're talking mm-hmm. about a billion times better of a trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 100%. You're going to see a lot nicer area. I mean, I have uh, been on the downtown Savannah Strip area. Uh, I don't know if it's downtown. It's, it's near. It's it's where all the nice, like, older buildings are. And it gets it's wild as awesome. hell. And it's fun. It's hell fun. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Wow, man. That's a pretty good destination. So that's where you're going on your hell trip, huh? Yeah, that's where, that's where I'm being forced by Satan. How about you? I think that my trip is going on some kind of like, it, it's one of those weird dreamlike rotations, right? Okay. Where I am simultaneously driving through the suburbs of Michigan in the state of Ohio to visit Morristown, Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, the suburbs of Michigan and Ohio are essentially the exact same as Morristown, Tennessee. So that makes sense. Yeah. But it's somehow all three at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm in Ohio City, Michigan in the borough of Morristown, Tennessee. It's somehow some kind of crazy dream logic where I'm in all three at the same time. Listen, I'm sorry. I know that we have so many fans from from the Michigan and from the Ohio listening area. I've just had a lot of bad times in your all states. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of good times. Yeah. I I've never uh, actually been to Michigan. I've only been through Ohio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see much that I wanted to see, though. So, no, yeah, doesn't seem fun. But no. I have uh, spent a lot of time in Morristown, Tennessee, and uh, that's a good that's a good choice for your hell destination. I'm telling you, man, it, it's so weird. You know, it's like I, I grew up there, and I only you know truly moved away from it. What fucking 2019? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, lived in like Dandridge and stuff, which is you know further out in the country and all that, but. Man, it is so weird. Like, every time that I go back to Morristown, it is further away. And every time I go back, it is, like, more trapped in the past. It's, like, <laughs> some kind of weird... Like, like Stephen King made that town up, I'm pretty sure. And we all just visit it. That does make sense. It's real weird, too, because it is, like... The last time I was there... Um, I mean, I, uh, my my uh, tattoo artist there in Tennessee, he his shop is in Morristown. It is uh in the downtown area that they have been revitalizing and it is it is nicer down there. But everything Absolutely. else around there is is just like sub this suburban hellscape of like more and more stores. Just more and more stores all over the place. <laughs> and I'm wondering like who, who who is going to these? Like they're are they building more houses? <laughs> like who is coming to all of these new stores? Uh, and it it is it is terrible to drive there. It's terrible to be there. I'm not I'm not a fan. No man. Now I'm gonna add on to Grayson's first question here and ask you this too because I'm thinking if you're going on a hell road trip, you're also gonna have some hell pit stops too, right? Oh man, you gotta stop at a gas station. You gotta stop at a restaurant and stuff. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you some examples of some of mine. Okay. I think that on on my tour through. Michigan, Ohio, Stown that uh-huh. I'm I'm touring permanently in hell. Right. Um, 
I'm thinking that the only places that we can stop and eat are always like Long John Silver's. Okay. Because <laughs> you're, you're going to have to stop there to get food. That's the only place. Right. And it's going to make your stomach real upset. Uh-huh. And you're stuck in the car. Uh-huh. And the only place to pull over is a Sunoco station. Okay. Now, here's the thing, Steve. Uh-huh. And I'm sure so many people listening to this will relate to it. I don't know what the property planning of a Sunoco station is like. <laughs> Do they either pick the worst part of town to put a Sunoco in, or does the Sunoco get put in and the worst part of town forms around it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That is interesting. I I never really think about it because I avoid Sunoco. <laughs> Of course you do. They're in the worst part of town every fucking time. I just realized I'm not interested. Yeah, like I, I, I the one in Jefferson City. You know it, yeah, right? I, I, yeah. Like Jefferson I City is totally them. innocent mm-hmm. and and clean cut and stuff. But then that that Sunoco is somehow on like the most shadowy lane in all uh-huh. of Jefferson City. Yeah, suddenly, it's yeah, so weird. <laughs> suddenly, you're in in Murderville uh, in an area yeah. that doesn't even have a Murderville. Sunoco must make no. it happen. I think They're so. They're leaking out into the is. world. Yeah. <laughs> they implant the evil into every town. Sunoco gas implanting evil into every town. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that I, I get that. I think for me, like when uh, M and I first drove across the country to California, oh, eight years ago or whenever that was, um, we stopped at Denny's so many times and I have never gone to Denny's again and do not want to ever again. I You OD'd over Denny'd. Yeah, well the thing is I I wasn't excited about it any of those times, but a lot of the time it was the only option. So it was like sure. fuck, we gotta eat Denny's again? I'm gonna get diarrhea again? What <laughs> again? <laughs> but yeah, Denny Denny's is like I don't know. Like, if it had been Waffle House, it would be different. If it had been IHOP, it would be different. Denny's is lower tier Waffle House. And it is right. That's a here's the bad thing about thing Denny's. To be. Denny's is Waffle House minus the fights. <laughs> yes, no entertainment at Denny's. None whatsoever. No. <laughs> you want None. the entertainment? You go to Waffle House at two in the morning. You're at least gonna Absolutely. get to see a cook cuss somebody out. <laughs> it's as if like Mr. Denny himself like went into a Waffle House and was like, you know, what would be better if all the workers had teeth and if there was no fighting. Lame. No, you got that it makes wrong. it worse. That makes it way, way worse. worse. And may, I don't know why, how, but the eggs at Denny's are not as good as the eggs at Waffle House. And I realize you could somehow you could take a Waffle House cook and take them to Denny's, and somehow I'm gonna be like, I, these are bland. They're bland. I know. That Waffle House, yep. like, magic, I, it, which I assume is just, like, hate. Like, there's like, hey, the hate Absolutely. for their job and in the them. customers. Yeah. It all, like, fucking yep. goes into the egg, and the egg's just like, god damn, that's a robust egg. Absolutely. And I want to, like, backtrack here and say, like, listen, I'm not coming down on Waffle House. No, I love Waffle House. <laughs> I love Waffle House. <laughs> but it's like, a real I'm so unique thankful. spot. That you have yes, to be dude. at to be Waffle House, and Denny's is not that. 
Exactly, dude. Because the thing is, too, is like, you know, if you're at a Waffle House and like a fight breaks out and you know that your Waffle Cook ain't got a tooth to lose and he's jumping in uh-huh. and defending your ass, <laughs> that's who I want there. Yeah, me too. Yes. I want them there. Denny's cooks are going to be in the back. You're not even going to see them. You're not even going to know. They're, they're not, not going to know I'm gonna that lose a fight's a happening. Oh, they're going to no, avoid dude. it because they're on probation. They don't want to go back to jail. Like <laughs> Exactly right. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Waffle House, for being fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, and then I guess as far as like convenience uh, stores or gas stations, we had this experience. Uh, I, I told this back in the in December whenever uh, uh, we took emily to the airport in seattle and had to drive back uh and all the crazy misadventures we had we stopped at so many gas stations it was the same i can't remember what uh, it may have been a marathon not positive but we stopped at this like three of them the same ones and twice couldn't piss like couldn't use the bathroom and that to me is hell on a road trip you stop at a gas station you get your gas you come in to you know buy your snacks or whatever and then you're like hey where's the bathroom and then they're like either no bathroom or like no you, you know it's locked or something like bullshit that is hell that's absolute yeah. hell because it, it, you start to think like your brain starts to go like i need to piss and there has you like if i can't just do it anywhere there has to be a place to do it and sure. that feels like the most hellish place to be when needing to piss Knowing you could just piss, but you can't because you'll get arrested or whatever. Ultimate torture. Yeah. What do you think the snacks in the hell gas station are? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, healthy. Ooh, healthy snacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Like a fucking, oh, man. You know what they'd have? They'd have that bullshit veggie platter that everybody buys for like work meetings or whatever. Where it's like, oh, Cherry you know what you and need? celery and baby carrots. Right? Yep. You know what you need? And ranch. A ton of cauliflower, a ton yep. of celery, a bunch of dry looking baby carrots, and a little bit of broccoli, and here's some ranch dressing to dip it in. Fuck Of course. You. Yeah. <laughs> to communally dip in the dressing. Yeah, get Ugh. the hell out of here with that shit. Misery. Who is it for? Who is it for? <laughs> God. Yuck. I like it, man. I'm thinking for me... And okay, listen, it's junk, but it's deceptive junk. Okay. Because every time I've had a combo, I've just been sad. I want a combo to be so good. You know combos? Uh, yeah, I like a combo. Uh huh. I want them to be better than they are. I don't know if it's just like my expectation has made combos just uneatable. Because right. okay. I want them to be so good, and it's just... It's just not, Steve. What I we- think that that would be my hell snack. I would just be like, oh, maybe I'll have a, a pizza combo right. today. And I'm like, oh, nope, just some hard, dry bullshit. Damn wow. it, salty. I'm so thirsty now. <laughs> and all that, okay, here's one that's for sure that uh-huh. we can agree on. Okay. The only thing to drink in the hell gas stations is definitely Dasani water. Ugh, yeah. You just want to taste a plastic bottle? Great. The only <laughs> thing that is good about Pepsi taking over any corporation or theme park or whatever, like fast food chain, anything, uh-huh. is the fact that there's going to be Aquafina water. Anytime that there's a Coke place, <laughs> it means Dasani water, which tastes like it's been sitting in a goddamn squirt gun all summer. It does. It does taste like that. Yeah, that does sound terrible. I Or, uh, honestly, 
just a bunch of bang energy drinks. Not interested. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with that. I don't want it. Just banging, huh? Uh-huh, yeah, not interested. Oof. Oof. Damn, man. Yeah, this is a this is a rough trip. Now, the next uh, question that Grayson has for us is what is the what is the make and model <laughs> of the van of the Hell Van itself? I I immediately visualized this, but I didn't know the make and model, so I had to look it up. A Toyota Previa, a 1994 Toyota Previa, is what we're taking to uh, the beach. Okay, uh, I got I got to Google this. I think I have an idea in my head of what you're talking about, but I got to confirm that this is it. Yeah, yeah. It looks Privia. It looks like somebody was uh, making a uh, a Pinewood Derby car and just got a little bit of the front shaved off and they're like yeah it's good yep yeah yep yep this is exactly <laughs> what i was envisioning yep this is the one wow yeah. it does kind of look like the little rascals design a van doesn't yeah, it yeah it does honestly i i i've been in them uh as a kid and they didn't seem to have a lot of space as a kid so that seemed to as an adult it seems like that's gonna be hell especially like if i have to sit in the back like I didn't used to feel claustrophobic in cars when I was younger, but now that I'm a, a grown adult with a, a grown man's body, if I'm in the uh, like a back seat without, like you know, it's like a two door back seat or whatever, I feel like I can't breathe. Like <laughs> it just feels like holy shit, what the fuck? Like I can't just open a door and get out. Fuck this. Fuck this. This is the worst. Well, that's why you need the fucking full convertible Toyota Previa that I just sent you in a text message. Oh, shit. I have has to the see top this. down. Oh, my just God. Just rolling down the interstate at that's 80, so just fucking <laughs> blowing your eardrums out, dude. That Maybe is that so one. rad. <laughs> okay, now, okay. If the devil lets us take the top down, you know what? That's what the devil would do. He'd give us the convertible one, but the top doesn't go down. <laughs> right yeah. yeah it just leaks leaks the uh the hell water that's f- falling from the sky <laughs> yes. or whatever yeah demon piss or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> how about you what what are you going in i think for me dude it has got to be the ultimate just just fucking family ride that mm-hmm. if you were born in the 80s and had a mom in the 90s you definitely were rolling deep in a 1994 Ford Aerostar. That was the other one I thought of, but that actually yep. doesn't sound so bad. There's a lot more room and stuff, but it's a little roomier. They, the ones that I was usually in only had the middle seat. They never had a back seat, so it was just like a ton of room in the back. And we Tons, loved that yeah, as kids because yeah. we you would could just, wrestle there yeah, while the car was going around the in the back while the car was moving. Yep, that's right. It's a pretty good uh-huh. way to do it, honestly. Yeah, it is. But it's just such a stupid looking vehicle. It, it just is. looks it dumb. Is. Like I remember even like back whenever we got ours, which I would have been, you know, I don't know, eleven or twelve years old. Just like always feeling like a little embarrassed to get in, where it's just like, Well, this is my family's car. It's a big blue box. It just <laughs> It's not cool. Like, there's nothing about that that's cool, right? No, it, it's not cool. It, it Like, if you got that, if you were handed a Ford Aerostar, like, uh, Hot Wheels, you'd be like, what? Why? <laughs> <Who wants laughs> I'm definitely this? blowing this up with black right, cats yeah, later, for exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like just hell. a lame ass car, dude. Mm-hmm. It just looks lame. Little little tiny boxy fucking headlights on the thing. Like no attempt to disguise the shape of a headlight. 
Like yeah. no attempt to make it eye like or stylized or anything. No, it's just it like, well, a, it's square. It's a shoebox it with wheels on it. <laughs> you get in it and it goes. Yep, that mm-hmm. is it. Pure function, the Ford Aerostar van. That is definitely my hell wagon. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, this is the next question that we gotta we gotta ask here on our list of our, our hellish road trip. Um let's see, we go back to our text message here. Grayson asks what songs would be playing in said hell van? In other words, uh, what songs drive you absolutely yeah. fucking crazy and you hate beyond any human reasoning? Oh, shit. What is the ultimate hell road trip soundtrack? Okay, so I think just from experience with this song from the radio in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, if, if that... Uh, Post Malone song from that uh, Into the Spider Verse was playing. I I want I'd want to tear the radio out of the fucking van. Like I don't know if I remember this one. Could could you hum me a few bars? Oh shit! Does that help? I don't know if I know this one. Is it terrible? I, I I couldn't tell you if it's terrible or not. They just played it over and over and over and over and over on the radio and in that movie and on all sorts Ooh. of other things to the point where I, it's madness to me when I hear it. It's just like fucking... Ugh. But honestly, every Post Malone song is like that to me. I, wow. can't, I can't get into whatever it is people are into with, with this guy. I don't understand, honestly. Like he seems like a sweet enough guy, Probably. and I mean he can he can actually play a little guitar and he can okay, sing cool. a little, I guess. But like I've never heard anything that he's done that makes me be like, "Wow, he should be famous." Like I remember the first time that I heard some of those songs, like by the the fucking weekend after the weekend had been famous for like a hundred years, and I was like. What is a weekend? Oh, this is actually kind of catchy and fun. I've never had that moment with a post Malone. Yeah, well, I I haven't either, but I've had the opposite moment where you're like, good God, please stop. Please stop this. <laughs> Just stop with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what you got on your list there? Oh, plenty. Plenty <laughs> on my list of my hell tracks, dude. Um, I think the first thing that I thought of is like anything that has been popular on TikTok for more than a month. Holy fuck fucking christ you guys yeah seriously like if i hear just dance 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 with my hands like holy fuck kill me now kill me i one i don't watch tiktok videos i only really see them on other uh social media platforms but when i do i almost always keep them muted unless the person is talking (laughs) yes holy shit man i don't know i don't know these songs And, you know, I'll tell you, the TikTok thing is is really interesting in a lot of ways because I I appreciate the fact that just like how we had, um, you know, uh, Fleet, Fleetwood Mac, oh, you okay. know, just yeah. completely blow up like what, two years ago with uh, like dr- like dreams hit the top 10 singles chart again. Yeah. And that is a fucking 40 year old song, 40 plus year old song. And it suddenly became popular because of TikTok. It's like, wow. This is a really cool medium for showing young people old songs that they're yeah. not playing on the radio unless it's a classic rock radio or whatever. Like there's totally good things about it. You okay. know, where mm-hmm. it 
it kind of makes music timeless in a lot of ways because if the right tune is featured with the right video, it just makes sense and it's cool and it can kind of reinvigorate people's interest in a band or a song. That's great because, you know, especially growing up in the time period that we did where it was all about like, well, what's on the radio is the newest thing. Then the next uh-huh. month, the newest thing's on the radio. It's always the newest thing, newest, 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 always. And TikTok has made it kind of where it's like, well, it's not really about the newest thing. It's about whatever is cool for the moment. Right. That's great. That is cool. But holy fuck, dude, I will seriously <laughs> like headbutt a circular saw if I hear, oh no, oh no, oh no, no. Like, oh my God, uh, I fucking okay. hate hearing I it do come out of my own face from right TikTok. now. So I've, me, I've, dude. I have heard that one on a few TikToks, so they must use it Jesus a lot. Christ. <laughs> but like, who are the people that are putting stuff out? They're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. This is popular. I bet people will like it if I use this. People have never heard this before 500,000 times. Holy fuck. So, yeah, just just anything that, that is popular yeah. on TikTok. Anything that involves children singing. <laughs> anything. Yeah. So, Kids Bop. Anything. One of the 62 Dude. albums Kids Bop released. Holy shit. Please. <laughs> None of that. Children are very bad at singing. Okay, guys? Like, they've yeah. they've barely even gotten accustomed to talking, and now you want to <laughs> add melody onto it? It's too much. It's too much for kids to do. The sound yeah. of children singing sucks. And I, I'm so sorry that I'm about to do this, and please do forgive it. me, but on my list, and related to what you're saying, and I really debated about even saying it, because uh, wow. it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt some people's brains. Baby Shark would be on my list. Abs- a billion percent. Yep. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, though, is like I know that anyone that is listening right now that is a parent and who has heard that song three hundred thousand times yeah. this week already. I'm sorry, they I will agree it. with you. Well, I don't. Yes, th- I don't. Yes, honestly, I don't know that kids are listening to it much anymore. But uh, they are. Know. That's why little I feel, kids like little tiny yeah. kids are. Yes. That's why I feel like terrible about it though. Is like because I haven't heard it in so long that even thinking about it made it start going in my head. So I know that that's happening to somebody else, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Yeah, it I sucks. wouldn't wish that on nobody no. right there, man. No. Uh, what Oof. else you got? Also, on probably I- anything in the hip hop genre. Oh like shit! Yeah, country hip hop stuff. Like uh-huh. go to fucking hell, man. Have you seen this like uh, suburban kid country hip hop that's popular now? No, what it's the just fuck those is like <laughs> you know how suburban southern kids like to cosplay, like they go hunting and stuff. Uh, sure, yeah. Well, those kids have gotten into hip hop now, so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yay. <laughs> yeah, I bet that made sucks. it better. Mm-hmm. It did definitely Ugh. for sure. Jesus, man. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of very, very, very hateable music out there. I think that those are some of the first things that came to mind for me. Like, I could probably rant endlessly about other things that, like, I I severely dislike, but those are the ones that really jump out for me. Also, you know what? Honestly. I'd say a lot of it would also be just whatever I was actually listening to in my family's 1994 Ford Aerostar <laughs> van. So like any like uh, early mid 90s contemporary Christian rock. So like Carmen, uh, 
you know, whatever jars of clay, right. stuff like that. Especially, especially like Carmen, though. Like stuff uh-huh. like that would probably be also on my that's my crazy. hell listen list. Yeah, because like contemporary Christian music in hell, yeah, kind of a contradiction. It is. I, I it's crazy because the one thing I will say about our beach trips to Myrtle Beach is that my mom loves classic rock, and that that I, road trip was the easiest eight hours a kid could ever go through because we're just listening to awesome fucking music the whole way. And she would like yeah. know what the radio stations were along the way. <laughs> like she knew where the classic rock radio stations were. So she just like, that's a, when we, that's a dead art right there. It is. It is. So like we'd be leaving, you know, we'd be getting out of 103.5 area. And then she, I think it was like 101.5 was up in Johnson city. And then, like, you know, I don't know what happened after that, but she would know, like, exactly, uh, you know, what stations to go to, depending on where we were on the, the road trip. And, yeah, like, I I, I have no complaints about the, the road trip soundtrack back in the day. And, of course, when I was a kid, it was actually exciting to go to the beach, so it didn't really matter that it was Myrtle Beach. It was only as an adult. Well, actually, it was a teenager. I think it was when we went there when I was, like, 14 that I was like, huh. This place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we could do better, huh? Yeah, for sure. Wow, man. Well, that is an ultimate hell road trip right there brought to you guys by our man Grayson, who submitted this movie into the Smoking Bowl. And, of course, you can submit your own movie into the Smoking Bowl for us to um, maybe just shit all over. Like, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Best five bucks you've ever spent on our right. Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, uh, hey, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Yeah, become a $5 patron. You get to throw something in the smuggle ball. And yeah, we maybe take a shit on it. But people also like the episodes where we shit on things. So maybe that's what Grayson was wanting for us. Because I know in the past, we have both said, I think I remember Van Helsing being fun. Right. And we maybe. were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely wrong about this one. So yeah. yeah, submit your movie into the smoking bowl, and maybe the uh, the next uh, Patreon drawing could be yours, and we could either praise it or um, not praise it. The opposite <laughs> of praise. Way. Yeah, which is what we're about. <laughs> yeah, whatever to do. that might be, right? Uh huh. With Van Helsing from two thousand and four. Yeah, dude, I remember seeing this movie whenever it hit video, and being like, kind of excited about it. Because it's a huge Jackman. Uh-huh. It is a yeah. Kate Beckinsale, and right. there's uh-huh. v- vampires and werewolves uh-huh. and all kinds of things. I remember being kind of stoked to watch it, and I watched it one time, you know, 20 years ago, which is surreal to say. Right. And I remember thinking it was okay. That's, yeah, that's about how I felt about it, too, my... My friend Becky's dad um, bought it, and we watched it. <laughs> does he go by Becky's dad? Your he friend does. Becky's dad? Yeah, my friend Becky's dad. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he bought it, and uh, he, he we watched it, and I remember, like, one, I was like, oh, it's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, but two, just like, I, you know, it was fine. Like, there, there were moments that, that I enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed, like, the premise in, in a lot of ways of like, you know, these cool, like 
uh, steampunk weapons and like the design of Frankenstein is cool and all that stuff. Like, very there's cool. A lot, yeah, there's a lot to be said for um, the film as 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 positives, but there's also the issue that um, the CGI is so horrendous, like so fucking bad, and <laughs> it, it looks worse than. Steven Summers' previous effort of The Mummy, it looks worse than the CGI from 1999 somehow. That is absolutely bonkers to me when you point this out. I wasn't aware that this was the same guy that did The Mummy. We did The Mummy Action August on the show a couple of years ago, and of course... We both love it. Like, it's not a great movie or anything, but, like, we both really enjoy that movie, and it's super fun, and it's like... There are some common links that I see between these two movies where it's like, let's make everybody hot as shit. Uh huh. That's let's true. Let's make the lore crazy as shit. Right. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> let's make it video gamey as shit and all yes, that. Yes, true. Yeah. But you're right. It's so weird that The Mummy came out years before this and somehow looks better than this. The CG in this is just so overzealous and so overconfident yeah that it's kind of bonkers well and we know from uh odd thomas that steven summers is just dedicated to this level of shit cgi like he loves so it so this I, I is guess. the same guy that did yes. odd thomas how <laughs> many years later after this we did that uh, on the show I yeah think 2021 yeah i think it came out in like 2009 or 2010 or something so it's like you know five years after wow. this still same still level of good. cgi still look like shit i i think he I'm likes just gonna it. say okay maybe steven summers maybe he needs to have his eyeglasses prescription rechecked maybe maybe that's the problem maybe, that's maybe he a, can't yeah. see good <laughs> well i was thinking you know, I, before I looked into it, I was thinking maybe Steven Summers is like 120 years old. So Could in be. 1999, when he saw that CGI, he was like, you're telling me you can do that with the computers? And then like, <laughs> right. that's to him, it's the height of technology. And he refuses to acknowledge anything beyond that. Because uh, when he sees Avatar, he's like, so they went to another planet, huh? Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Blue people. That's crazy. Um, what do they think of next? <laughs> but I, I, I think that, um, yeah, even back then, it looked bad. But seeing it now, it angers me how bad the CGI is in this and how much it relies <laughs> on it. Like, I... Uh, they used the same tech, like the same like engine that Weta Workshop developed for Lord of the Rings. Now Weta, well, that just goes to show you, man, yeah. it, it ain't the car; it's the driver. You know what I mean? Well, okay, yes, because Weta Weta used CGI to accentuate practical stuff. They built some things whole cloth with CGI, but largely. They were using like you know uh, matte paintings and and you know, practical effects and bridging things with that CGI. This just takes that CGI and puts it out on the forefront and makes everything out of it, and everything made out of it looks fake as fuck and bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally used as a as a shortcut, not as a a, a workaround, right. so to speak, like they did with yeah, the Lord of the Rings movies. And- uh there's there's so much stuff in this that is just overshooting the mark like you know these days with like marvel movie level cgi and the things that we can do where you do these crazy sweeping camera angles and these vast ridiculous shots where nothing is real and all that like yeah you can pull it off now right but man they probably should have left that tech in the oven a few years longer in 2004 yes. before they tried using it for <laughs> some of this shit, right? Yeah, and I also just looked, and Odd Thomas came out in 2013. So almost 10 Holy years shit. after this movie, he was still using the same terrible fucking CGI. I I don't understand it. But uh, the movie does have a an aesthetic. He's definitely going for something, and some of that is cool for sure. Yes. Yes. I, like, I, I do dig the kind of, like, gothic, steampunk, swarthy, piratey right. kind of combination that this has going on. And even, like, the, the intro of the movie that's, like, in black, black and, and white. white and is, yeah, dude, it's, like, very yeah. universal monsters. It's cool. Uh-huh. It really lured me in. Like, yeah, it me took too. me back to, like, fucking Monster Squad. Like, it totally yeah, gave uh-huh. me Monster Squad vibes where I'm like, okay, this is going to be a movie for people that watched the monster squad in the eighties and now it's the two thousands and they're grown up and we can still have that same kind of experience and it's going to be fun and wacky and have the whole cast of universal monsters in it. Like that should be the tone that we're going for here. Okay. So you come to what I, what I uh, really want to talk about here. You've come to it. This movie has a lot of cool elements, but then when you think about it, all of those cool elements are from something else. Monster oh. <laughs> Squad, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, yeah. the, the look of Van Helsing is Vampire Hunter D. The, Was uh, that already out by now? Yes. <laughs> I've been out for wow. quite a while at that point. Um, you've also, I mean, uh, fucking, as, I, as uh, you said, Monster Squad, also like the, the Universal Monsters and Abbott Costello movies were influences. But everything cool about the movie comes from these other things, and it's kind of just a blatant ripoff instead of paying any sort of homage, especially especially when you're talking about stuff that has recently come out. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic started in 1999. The adaptation of it was just the year before. The look that we see a lot, especially with Kate Beckinsale, is clearly taken from Underworld, which came out before this. Like, <laughs> and they just took the actress. They were like, like watching Underworld. He was like, I want that. And they were like, okay, so we can get like an actress kind of like Kate Beckinsale. He's like, no, I want that no, exact that. thing. <laughs> Literally that. That one. And I want this to, to have a, a vampire versus werewolf fight. Like Underworld. <laughs> You know, it is kind of kind of that. Like yeah. there was sort of a time pre-internet, pre-widespread internet, where you could kind of get away with like, oh yeah, I copied this thing that probably a lot of people haven't heard of, even if it is kind of contemporary, odds are maybe you've not heard of it. But then it's like, you know, again, by this era and yeah. especially now, 
you can't really get away with that very much. People will immediately no. just gang up and be like, oh, no, this is a copy of this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, because okay. we all have <laughs> access to those things now, and we can go like, yeah, we've seen this. You're just ripping that off. Uh, yeah, it, here's it's the proof. Even- interesting when you see the van helsing picture it kind of looks like one of those asylum films like you know the ripoff films of other better known films you know like transmorphers totally. or whatever instead of transformers yeah, max magician and the legend of the Rings. right exactly exactly the yeah. poster for van helsing looks like an asylum film and it, it's uh anyway let's get to the film itself uh, just ignoring <laughs> the CGI for a moment, ignoring all the ripoffs, etc. What's this movie about? Okay, hang on. Let me break it down for you. Okay. It's about an amnesiac Van Helsing who's the descendant of the Van Helsing, but he's not the Van Helsing, okay? Right. He's a uh-huh. descendant of. And he he can't remember it, but he's here to fight Dracula on order of the Vatican. And the thing with Dracula is, is he's trying to have babies, but he has dead babies, and he has to have the power of a Frankenstein. Because only the only a Frankenstein can bring the babies to life. Because, see, right. he's dead mm-hmm. and he's alive, so he can make the dead babies yep. alive. So then he can have live babies. Yeah, and, okay. But Van Helsing um, is fighting him. And uh-huh. he's going to beat him. But the thing is, is that Van Helsing um, can't beat him because Dracula doesn't have a heart, so he can't die. But here's the thing uh-huh. about fighting somebody who can't die that doesn't have a heart. If right. you have a werewolf and you are one, you can. Right. So mm-hmm. he has to be one to kill that. Right, right. Easy. Right. What, what, like, what, what questions do you have here? Yep. Uh, I okay. A couple questions. One, um, <laughs> where'd all them vampire baby eggs come from? <laughs> like, okay, so I I do like how this adds to the lore of Dracula. Of course, we've had right. you know the original Bram Stoker story, which is based on all kinds of um, old timey folk tales and stuff, and we've added to that myth over the years. Uh-huh. The one thing that I really like that this adds to the myth is that uh, Dracula comes in the pussy. We've he never does. explored that. He does. We've never known <laughs> he before. He definitely does. And people say, like, what about Twilight? Well, Twilight came after this. So, fucking. Yeah, totally. This revolution. Thank Stephen Summers if you like Twilight, because he was the one who was like, oh, yeah. No, vampires just bust a nut up in it. Yeah, vampires go raw dog. This uh-huh. is the first time we've ever talked about this in vampire lore, is that they don't they don't wear a Jimmy hat, dude. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> But also, all of those eggs were apparently one vampire like laid those eggs. It's like a clutch of eggs came out of a gigantic vampire queen or something. I'm real confused about that because his little old vampire wives, they look pretty tiny. I don't think there's any kind of way they could have fit all them things up inside them vamputeruses or whatever it is they got going on. Like... <laughs> But we do have to acknowledge that Stephen Summers had recently seen Aliens and was like, I want to do that. I want to do the thing. Yeah, let's do, do that, that thing. thing. Yeah, with, yeah, with the hanging globby uh, egg goopy things. Where did the I eggs come from? Is there like a gigantic vampire queen? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. 
I Who don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. That is very, very strange to me. And, and the thing is, is like, why does Dracula need Babby? Because he <laughs> exactly. can just go out and make more vampires. <laughs> it doesn't make like, you sense. Make, you make <laughs> vampires. It's you don't have to born van. Okay, here's another thing. Okay, <laughs> okay, get this. Yeah, because as we have learned from vampire lore, from stuff like fucking interview the vampire and all this other shit. Uh huh. A vampire is in a fixed state. Right. Dracula in this looks forty two and mm-hmm. has for thousands of years or what the fuck ever. Right. Right. Hundred years, however long he's supposed to be alive in this. So. Vampire Babby uh-huh. would just stay Babby, right? Or would it just stay a zygote? Would it just stay a sperm? Yeah, is it what gonna age? It, or it, huh? That's a good question. I because then I, the thing is, like, honestly, what this uh, is, this is the setup for a great '80s vampire dad comedy. Yes, he's like, oh, okay. my pl- my plan has worked, but now I am father of babies for eternity. Oh, the diaper bills. Oh, <laughs> like it's a setup bills. for that, which is fantastic. Yes. I would love that. <laughs> I do think that's a great idea. And I, I since you're pitching uh, <laughs> universal monster movies that are goofy and silly, I want to tell you about what I need because this movie has a uh, Frankenstein in it and boy it does. is that Frankenstein uh, a Broadway actor for sure he Why? is swinging for the fences <laughs> he said oh my god every line delivered to the fucking back he is projecting all the way to the fucking street and oh dude yes it made me realize I am tired as fuck of serious portrayals of Frankenstein. I'm telling you what I want. I want a movie called Surfing Frankenstein. It is a 60s B-horror movie slash beach movie. Here's how it happens. Frankenstein, he's, I'm coming to get all these kids who are having fun at the beach. Ah!" He gets there. He, he sees, much like the scene in uh, Frankenstein uh, from 1932, he sees uh, a a woman bathing down at the beach, and he comes up to her, and like that scene where he like is having fun with that little kid and then throws her in the water, same thing happens, except because she's an adult who can swim, she's just like, ha ha ha, you're goofy, and like swims off, and she's like, hey, that fun guy time. over there, he seems like a fun guy, and then he's like, starts going toward the teenagers like oh, i'm gonna eat the teenagers or whatever frankenstein does he like slips onto a surfboard that like goes out into the water and then he's like accidentally surfing awesome and they're like Whoops. whoa he's kicking ass he's like oh my gosh he's hanging 10 or whatever um and then yeah the uh, frankenstein finds acceptance and then they just have like groovy dance party on the beach I love it. Sounds great. I think it's fantastic. That's what I need. I don't want... I, I Listen, I have argued before, because we did the Frankenstein movie that Kenneth Branagh directed, and, and uh, you know, there have been other portrayals of Frankenstein as this, like, very sympathetic uh, creature that, that comes directly from the source material of the book. But, boy, it's real fun when Frankenstein is dumb and bumbling and hits his head on stuff and whatnot. That's what I it's want. It's true. It's <laughs> I need that. that. 
I think in your story, it's like he learns to trade in, you know, villagers with torches right for uh teenagers with tiki torches oh no just having a fun time far sorry you said tiki torches and i was i was thrown back to a different time uh yeah oh yeah, yeah. no no i, I mean like, way older oh, way older times yeah yeah not with polo shirts no no no. they're wearing okay. uh their swim trunks they right. got their zinc oxide on their noses it's like old-timey tiki torch oh time, okay you know? back in the day style yeah yeah i'm thinking that's more fun and it also says you know, something about how uh, may- maybe the teens would accept Frankenstein as a cool, whereas these old people in Transylvania are so mad at him for existing. I think that's better. That sounds honestly. fun. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> We've had it. We've done it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will say, though, in terms of like design, the way that he has this like clear glass like back of his head with this like electrode thing it's fucking cool dude and that like fucking steam powered leg and shit and like love it honestly if the frankenstein if they had done frankenstein entirely practical the whole time and they easily could have because the times when they do cgi for some reason it's just like you could have just done that practical for cheap and it would have looked way better if they had just done all that stuff practical the Frankenstein bit would would definitely be the shining moment, but every time they yes. do CGI, it's just like, oh fuck, you're ruining a good design because it looks cool. It does. It definitely does. And he's there because his being dead power has to bring life power to <laughs> Vampire Baby. <laughs> they couldn't have made this simpler. I'm dude. I'm telling you, like I am. I'm so convinced at this point after watching this movie and having like thought about it for a few days that the origin of the script for this is that, you know, maybe some like Hollywood screenwriter, he was like way behind on some deadlines and stuff. He had forgot about it. He'd been partying (laughs) and stuff. And he's like, Oh shit. Like I've just taken a long, uh, you know, weekend vacation to the beach with my kids and stuff. Oh shit. They're going to be expecting that script whenever I get back from vacation. Um, let's, let's do a Mad Libs with my 10 year old kid. Who's really into monsters right now. And they just filled in everything with Uh like, okay. So there's a noun, a Van Helsing. Okay. Okay, All right. (laughs) Who is trying to fight a noun Dracula. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The only way to beat him is, with the power of a noun werewolf. <laughs> like, this reads like a fucking Mad Libs, right? And then they go to a vampire masquerade ball on Halloween night. <laughs> a meticulously rehearsed and choreographed <laughs> vampire masquerade ball. What? I don't know. I don't know. But the movie is giving us exposition up to the end of the movie, so we should be able to follow it, right? No, no, you can't. You can't. Dude, I'm telling you, this movie is so full of these weird dualities where, like, in my notes when I was watching the movie, there's so many times that I just write the word exposition uh-huh. because yeah. there are so many just exposition dumps in this movie, yeah. and yet I, the viewer, am still completely in the dark as nope, to what's no going idea. on. No idea. No idea. It's like it was <laughs> written as they went. And they're like, yeah, oh, what would we do next? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe. Uh, okay. So maybe uh, we're going to have like 
maybe Kate Beckinsale's in it, and she fights like werewolves. I saw a movie like that recently, and I guess like maybe like her family's been doing it for like four hundred years, uh, and we'll show them like trying to catch a werewolf uh terribly and they're real bad at it and they suck at it and then later we'll have them say that no one's killed a vampire in centuries and then we'll all be thinking wait why is this family like even getting jobs if for 400 years they've bumbled everything but no don't worry there's a, a secret organization that also does this they're also real bad at it though yeah, they're not really that great at what they do. They send a guy exactly. out to fight a vampire, and they send the guy with them that knows everything about vampires. Uh, but neither one of them knows anything about what Sun does to vampires. And even when they figure that out, they don't figure out that the weapon they has they have that can create light as bright as the fucking sun would be an effective way of fighting the fucking vampires. I would bring a lot of those. Personally, if I was like maybe going on a mission to fight the vampires, I would bring a whole lot of those. And I just bust them out over and over and over until we had melted all the vampires. And I wouldn't even waste a moment trying to figure out what their plan was. Because I don't care. Probably not. Because I got a sun weapon that kills vampires. (laughs) (laughs) I would lean into that one. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, dude, you, you're right, though. Like, the, the lore of this movie, it, it just keeps explaining itself, but also not really explaining right. itself at all. Like, I, I didn't know if it was just because I was, like, tired while I was watching this. Like, we went to we went to Dollywood earlier in the day uh-huh. with some friends whenever we watched this movie, and it's like, yeah, we were walking around, it was in the sun all day, we were riding rides, got up early. I was like, maybe it's just because I'm a little bit tired. I don't think it was. No, <laughs> it wasn't. I watched it three times, I'll tell you. I, I still could not gather what happened by watching the movie. I had to read a synopsis, and when I read the synopsis, I was like, that's a bad movie. The synopsis <laughs> is a really bad movie. <laughs> but there's elements of cool stuff. There like, are. I, there are definitely. I even really like this idea, this kind of like reimagining of the Van Helsing character where he is kind of a a 007 character that is in service of this secret service that the Vatican runs that has, you know, members of every major religion across earth fighting these monsters. And Van Helsing is just a soldier in this war. That's kind of fun to me. Yeah. You'd really like the, uh, uh, league of extraordinary gentlemen comic book. <laughs> you'd really enjoy Cause they them. did that. Yeah. Cause they did that and that they do it really well. And it's like a ton of really cool characters from all sorts of, uh, you know, fiction, and it's interesting and fun. And I, I think, yes, you're right. That is a great idea. Uh, also, like all the cool, you know, steampunk weapons they got and stuff. I love that. Cool. I think that stuff's all cool. I think that Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters did it better afterward. And they may have mm. even used some of the same props. When I was watching, I was like, I think I saw that th- same thing in Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which is not the best movie ever made or anything, but it is fun and it does what this movie is trying to do in a really good way like it makes a a kind of silly crazy story fun and funny and you you root for the you know uh uh uh, protagonists and their crazy weapons and whatnot even though it also has some shit cgi and not everything makes sense or whatever 
it's fun the whole time. This movie tries to be fun and it falls flat every time. It kind of does. And again, that's what was so confusing to me about like watching that intro that does have this, you know, again, very black and white universals monster kind of feel. Right. And then after that, the movie just kind of decides to be really serious for the most part. I mean, like you said, Frankenstein is really serious. Kate Beckinsale's character is very stiff and serious. Like there's just not really a lot of fun to be had, but no. it was it was right there. Like the guy yeah. playing Dracula, he kind of chews up the scenery a little bit. He's kind of fun. He understands the assignment, I think, better you know, than most of the people. You know why he probably understands the assignment? Because he was in this movie the year before as the villain. He's the villain no. in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, he's not. Yeah. yeah, so he already had one go at it. Might as well give him a second. So they got <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen bad guy to be the bad guy. Uh-huh. They got Underworld Werewolf Hunter to be the werewolf hunter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and dude... I'm really surprised at this point that like at some point one of... Uh, Van Helsing's weapons wasn't like some adamantium claws he had buried underneath his skin. <laughs> he does, he does do like a sort of claw pose at one point when he's the werewolf. So uh, wow. I don't know, but just just think of this logic: League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comes out in two thousand three, budget of seventy eight million dollars, makes one hundred and seventy nine million dollars at the box office. It made money. Cool. They made. They didn't make a sequel, weren't going to make a sequel because it didn't make enough money. So what do you do if you're another production company? You take the amount of money that that movie made, put it into the budget of the exact same idea of a movie, and then expect better results. Yeah. And they did. They didn't. The box is 160 to 170 million dollar budget. Box office is 300 million. I know when people hear that, they think, okay, it made money, so it should get a sequel. It it didn't, though, make money in Hollywood accounting. It didn't make money. So they've spent all this money promoting it, and then, you know, they don't get the full amount of ticket sales back. Some of that goes to the theaters. So they didn't really make any money off of this, and they gambled a whole fuck ton of money on an idea that had already proven to not be, like extremely popular i just at the same time it 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 clearly went at it with this sort of like confidence in itself and this gusto where it's like oh that thing oh okay we're not going to talk about it right now but wait till the next movie i'll explain yes okay yes that okay that is the height where i'm so like how much cocaine were they on that not only did they go full ham hog into this they also had planned sequels and a tv show oh a show right yep (laughs) there was gonna be a whole show as well so that's that's how invested they were in this idea that again just a year before had made a minimal profit on i don't wow I, i i don't get like I, I mean, I understand because this is written and directed by Stephen Summers. Uh, he he had done the Mummy. He had done the Mummy sequel. They had both made a ton of money. Uh, the Mummy sequel not as not as beloved as the first. Uh, I no. think maybe he didn't understand that it was the chemistry of all the the actors and their sexiness that people loved about the movie. 
Uh, and this movie doesn't have that chemistry. I mean, we're still talking about Kate Beckinsale and, and Hugh Jackman, very attractive people, but it just doesn't have that chemistry that the, the mummy did. Uh, it also just like the idea is interesting enough. I mean, again, this made $300 million in the box office, meaning a lot of people saw it. It just didn't make money because of how much money they put into it. But a lot of people saw it. So people were clearly interested in this in some way, but not enough. Like it, it, it couldn't go to that point where you're going to have a, another mummy franchise on your hand, which is what he wanted. Uh, I, it feels the same way when you watch odd Thomas, I think we talked about this where it felt like they clearly wanted sequels. Oh, dude, 100%. Like, this guy was like, oh, man, this is spawning a franchise. There's got to be action figures and blah, blah, blah. Like, there was clearly... There's clearly a bigger idea in this guy's head that he is way overconfident about. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's it. Like, he, he really is, like, so super confident, based solely, it seems, off of his success in 1999 with The Mummy. And... I, d- I think he just doesn't get what people love about that movie. And it's it's the sexiness and the charisma and the connection of all the characters. That's what we're this loving. This guy, he might just be the greatest porn director that we ever have had. Right. And he's just sleeping on his skill set. <laughs> he has Honestly, no idea. he might be. Yeah, he has no idea that that's what he needs to be leaning into. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I think though that this this like you know it it uh you got Kate Beckinsale you got the the brides of Dracula who when they're in their uh, human form it's going for sexy uh Hugh Jackman he's got that long hair and whatnot he's a hunk he's yeah a hunk. he's real hunky yeah. in this uh you also got the Dracula guy Richard Roxburgh he's a is a good looking attractive fella so they're they're clearly trying to go for that it's just that the chemistry's not there the the yeah because so that's the thing like dude. You know, Kate Beckinsale in this is obviously smoldering yeah. hot, but like she and Hugh Jackman don't don't really have any kind of chemistry. She has chemistry with her brother. That's <laughs> dude, right? Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> yeah, it's that big Game of Thrones energy, dude. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the the chemistry is definitely between her and her brother, and that that's and you also got David Wenham, uh, Faramir from from Lord of the Rings. In a role Carl. that I just don't think he can, I don't think is for him. Like, not yeah. that he's not that he's not a good actor, but the lines are bad. But he's supposed to be comic relief, so like he really needs to be a good comic actor to make these like, you know, like beginner level jokes at least somewhat fun and funny. And yeah. it, it's not happening with David Wenham, and it's not his fault. He's not a comedic actor. But Man, if you once again, should have been Boromir, you know, just saying. <laughs> Sean Bean actually just probably saying. would have pulled it off better, because Sean Bean actually, is yeah. good in comedic roles. <laughs> <laughs> One does not simply walk into a comedic role. Right, exactly. Uh, or also fucking even John Noble. You could have thrown Denethor in there, and he could have nailed it. Because John Noble, Probably. if you've seen Fringe, could have played that role perfectly. Like, he would have fucking nailed it. He would have been great. Not that he he's way above that role. He definitely shouldn't be playing a role that small. But 
uh, he could have nailed it. But yeah, David Wenham is just like, it's not his fault that the jokes aren't funny, but he he also can't bring that like uh, comedic charm to it to at least make you laugh. Like when he turns around at that one point where he like throws that uh, liquid and it explodes and he's got those like goggle things that make his eyes look all goofy. It sucks oh, right, that yeah. that falls flat for me because that should be at the very least just like, oh, he looks goofy. Ha ha. But it just falls flat. It just not. It's not funny. It does. It doesn't hit. What a missed opportunity, too, that he's this friar that, like, gets his dick wet in the movie and nobody <laughs> calls him Friar Fuck. Come on. <laughs> yes, Friar, friar fuck. fuck. It's That's right awesome. there. That was a pretty good joke where she comes up to thank him for saving them, and she's like, she's her face is, like, dirty and not made up or whatever, and then he says he's a friar and he can have sex, and it cuts over to her, and now she's all made up. Like her hair's done yeah. and she got makeup. What? That was funny. I like that. That's actually that. kind of silly. Was a like, quick that's the joke. kind of silly we needed. Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah, if they had done more of that, there's so, like, I really feel like I could excuse a, a lot of the other problems if the charm was there. Like, if the, the, the charisma of the mummy was there. I think a lot, like, I think if I rewatch the mummy and really think about Stephen Summers' career, like, it, it, we know the mummy has terrible CGI, and that's definitely not its high point. Uh, I, I do wonder if the jokes are good or if they're just good because it's Brendan Fraser or good because it's Rachel I know, Weiss, right? Right? Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a little bit of that, man, because, yeah, th- we definitely don't have any of that kind of magic happening. No. In no, this flick at all, do we? No. Well, and the thing is, too, is like it's hard to carry that tone of, you know, any kind of levity that I feel like they were going for here when... It, again, that that lore is so convoluted. Where it's it like this, this, you know, this guy Gabriel Van Helsing, who is kind of alluded to, is like sort of like the angel Gabriel in a way has to save this entire family from damnation, right? In hell, if he doesn't beat Dracula, it's, it's <laughs> like isn't it motivation enough just that you know Dracula is a Dracula and is trying to make the world into Draculas? Yeah, but it's like, exactly. No, no, no. The reason I should beat him is because Kate Beckinsale's family, her <laughs> whole family, including her brother, she's gonna fuck. And when I'm gonna I, go to hell. When I do beat him, I'm gonna see her up in the sky, and she's gonna cry <laughs> one single tear. What the Damn. fuck? Um. Okay. So, <laughs> I. All right. Here's my pitch. My fix for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know who is charming? as a villain in this Robbie Coltrane as, as, uh, Mr. High. Mm. What if wait, you, that's Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's Hagrid. Yeah. That's his, yeah. He's the voice. I mean, the it's, it's all CGI obviously, but yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. But, whoa. I didn't yeah. know that. Cool. So Robbie Coltrane mentions all these murders. He's committed all these atrocities and things. How about this? You introduce us to Van Helsing. And instead of being in media race chasing Dr. Jekyll, he's in media race like with some lower level situation going on and runs across the Mr. Hyde character and goes back to his order. Now we get introduced to the order and he tells the order about this creature he's seen and the order's never heard of such a thing because this, I mean, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde is a brand new thing. It's not related to anything before. So now... You you got to figure out like what's going on. 
he investigates, etc. And our our final end result is he has this big, major climactic fight with uh, Mister Hyde at the end. End of movie. All right, nice contained ninety minute hour and a half fucking. We've learned about Van Helsing. Would you like to see more yeah. of this? Because we have yeah, other cred- ideas. Credit stinger is Dracula turns around. Wait till they get a load of me. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> great. And people, I, I guarantee you, like, people probably, because, like, one, your budget would be lower. Two, the box office is probably about the same. So now you're making money. People obviously enjoyed the idea. You can make your sequel, maybe make your show, but no, no. Instead, you have to open up an entire goddamn world, and and every moment has to be exposition, and everything has to be like a mysterious thing that obviously is going to be an episode of your show or a sequel that you get to. Like, exactly. Yes. Mm, it's so yeah, annoying. Like every little every little thing is like a breadcrumb for an episode of the show or the next right. movie for sure. It's just like all marketing rights kind of stuff. It's like, well, you're going to have to buy the Dr. Jekyll action figure to learn his whole story yes. for sure. Ugh. But, yeah. but you know, instead all of this leaves me wondering about is where in the fuck does Mr. Hyde get Mr. Hyde sized cigars to chaw on? Okay. Listen, <laughs> so big. he's a huge fucking guy. Obviously he's yeah. a serial crusher. He's like 10 feet tall uh-huh. and he has appropriately sized cigars. This totally brings back like the, the where does Jeepers Creepers get his customized license plate <laughs> argument? Yeah. Like where, where is he getting these things? Does he shop at big and tall cigar outlet? <laughs> You know, large cigars for distinguished men. Like, where does he get these fucking things? Yeah, you walk in and they're like, I know, I've been there too. You pick up a regular size cigar and it just looks like a cigarillo in your hand and now you're embarrassed. <laughs> it's far too dainty. Yeah. Here, here's, here's a log of tobacco. <laughs> Whoa, enough to choke a regular man, but appropriately sized for a gentleman of your stature. I Where mean, does he get them? Where is he getting these fucking things? And, and why does he get them? It appears that he he takes a couple puffs, chews on them a whole bunch, and throws them away. Or Wasteful. eats them. Or eats them. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, it's not a health conscious choice, I don't think. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, listen. Definitely you shouldn't smoke cigarettes, but if you do smoke them, don't also eat them. That is yeah. a, that's yeah. just additional bad stuff. That's a recipe for disaster, man. But he's just going in whole hog. Yeah, he that's is. an element of mystery. I want to know. I want to. You know what? I want the TV show to be about Mister Hyde's cigar shop. Like, I just want it to be about <laughs> the guy that runs the store and the kind of clientele that come in there. I think you've got. I think you've got regular sized guys that come in. They're like, Yeah, I want a big man cigar. I'm a big man. <laughs> And he's like, I don't think you can handle that, sir. And he's like, Yeah, I can handle it. And he dies. Yeah. yeah. I. You know what? I need the television show to go into this line that uh, Van Helsing says when he's being introduced to to Q and his little, you know, uh, what's his name, Carl, who is who is his Q, basically. <laughs> he it's says Carl with a Q. Like that, that's the thing. It's Carl with a Q. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you spell Carl in uh, The Walking Dead. Coral. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Coral. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he says this line, and I just need to know more. Vampires, gargoyles, warlocks, they're all the same. Best when cooked well. This motherfucker <laughs> eats monsters? 
and, and warlocks. two out of three of those monsters are men vampires yeah, people, are humans just regular old people people yeah i i really like i did a double take at that line i was just like wait to, what what like because <laughs> vampires are like dead flesh like if you ate a vampire i feel like you'd get sick right yeah surely there's some kind of like yeah salmonella type effect that you'd get from that that's definitely rotting or something yeah right? yeah <laughs> but also yeah gargoyles he's just eating... probably loaded with parasites that's well, here's my issue with gargoyles like can you only eat them at night because like when they touch the sun don't they like turn into stone or whatever maybe huh wait okay what if his line would have been like gargoyles werewolves warlocks they're all the same they're all pink on the inside what if you would have oh. said that <laughs> you, you saying big monster fuck could have got in here and maybe <laughs> big monster fuck for yeah. sure would have been back in that yeah <laughs> yeah okay i mean yeah that sounds great you know it's what? all holes in the dark to me van helsing says i i mean i got i, I have one quibble with the f- the fact that like his, his he says his intention was basically to make a universal monsters movie uh that would you know bring them all together but also be kind of in the vein of the abbott and costello meet you know monster movies the problem i have is that the one of the the first monsters were introduced to after the the first cold open is not a universal monster. The, Dr. Jekyll yeah. and Mr. Hyde is not a universal monster. But, but he's a mini boss. Like this is a video a game boss. and this That's is true. the first mini boss. Right. But he he is very much in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So that's why they threw him in, right? That's it. Oh. That's it. <laughs> Cuz this is that. This yeah. is that. Yeah. Yeah, I mm. I I really just like I don't know. I I feel like the more I investigated this, the more it felt gross. The more it felt like somebody just stealing a lot because they had a lot of success and thinking they could get away with it and everything would be fine. And he did. I mean, it's not like anybody was like, wow, you just ripped off everything. He just kept getting jobs, but it sucks. It sucks sucks that you can just... Because if this movie came out now, paying homage to all those things... Uh, I, I forgot to mention it. It clearly is paying homage to Castlevania Symphony of the Night as well, because there's like even a musical bit that is doing Dude. Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night. Dude, but yeah, if, if this came out now, uh, one with CGI appropriate to now or whatever, uh, but if it came out now and was referencing all these things, that's fine. And I, I really want to try to like nail down what's the line from ripoff to homage, like. Because, you know, right. this this movie is, is it's taking from things that are culturally relevant still in the moment and just redoing them. But if you do it 20 years later, it's homage. So wh- mm. how long do you have to wait? <laughs> At what point does it roll over into homage to these things? Um, I mean, this- it's, it's really tough, right? Because yeah. like I was even having a conversation with somebody the other day about like, um, like Greta Van Fleet, for example, right? Where, like, uh-huh. I remember whenever that band started hitting the scene a couple of years ago, one of my students sent me one of their tunes and I was like, is this like some kind of lost Led Zeppelin demo that right. was never released? What the fuck is this? And I was like, no, it's a new band. And I was initially like, whoa, okay, holy shit. These kids really sound like Led Zepp. And I was kind of 
on the fence where I was like, well, they're just kind of doing something that has already been done before. Right. And then I was like, wait, Led Zeppelin hasn't Led Zeppelin in like 40 years exactly. now. Yeah. So maybe there's room for someone else to right. Led Zeppelin. And, but, but then the thing is, is like, then like maybe a year later, they kind of pissed all over that. Cause like in interviews, they're like, oh no, Led Zeppelin's not an influence on us. We've never really been into them. And it's like, fuck off. Right. Fuck all the way off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that's clearly not true. But that's yeah, stupid. Let, let's just say, I mean, one, if somebody wanted to take another shot, another crack at League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I'd lo- I'd love for that to happen. But let's just say that yeah, you're you're you this movie was not made in 2004 and here you are in 2023, you get the idea for this movie. You're you're thinking, yeah, it's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, it's like Monster Squad. Yeah, you know, we're doing like a design from Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, it's like all these other things. But all those things exist 20 years in the past. They are not things yeah. that are current. You're bringing something new into it. Here, all he's doing is just seeing what everybody else is doing and, and mimicking exactly that. Ugh. It's so frustrating. It's tough, man. Because, I mean, you know, I I love Tarantino movies, but even Tarantino will be the first one to tell you, like, oh, yeah, Kill Bill is just an amalgamation of every 70s kung fu and Western flick that I love. Right, yeah. He'll be the first one to tell you that stuff. Which is fine, because, one, uh, those those are in the past. They're 40 years in the past, most of them. Uh, And... Most people aren't going to watch them. So he's not stealing an audience. He's not taking from other creators. And in fact, people go then and watch a lot of those old movies. I've done it myself, gone back and watched movies that are inspirations for Tarantino movies and been like, oh, that's really cool. So yeah, there's a certain point at which, yes, you're paying homage and what you're doing is uh, what you said with TikTok earlier is you're introducing an audience to something cool. And maybe yeah, dude, getting that, them- that's the thing, right? Yeah. But this, yeah, this seems to be trying to pull away from other cool things. It seems to be trying to take, like, hey, I see you guys are getting some money for those cool things. We also want that. <laughs> and I just hate I that. wish that I could, like, quantify what the line is there, where, you know, th- th- there's times that you see somebody doing something that is clearly ripping off some other thing that you know, and you know it's done with the intent of, like, ah. I bet like nobody's ever seen this or heard that song right, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just going to copy it. And for sure, nobody will ever know that right. I'm just ripping this thing off. Yeah. And then there is the, again, Tarantino style kind of loving homage. Like I might introduce people to something new by doing this. Yeah. And also I love this thing. So I want to do that thing. This is neat and sacred and precious to me. I wish I could quantify where the line is, but I feel like one of those fucking you know, Republican senators where it's like pornography. <laughs> I, I know it when I see it. Sure. I feel like yeah. that, honestly. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, really, though, like when we look at what Tarantino was doing, a lot of those were exploitation films that maybe made money at the time, but in the transition to VHS and stuff, like kind of... They were while, lost. Yeah, they were kind of lost while they were still maybe available in some way. They were kind of lost. So he, yeah, he's like... In some way, preserving, paying homage, giving people this like opportunity preserving. to see. That's a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, again, when you, when you, you've seen the absolute uh, success that this has had in other realms, 
just year before or a few years before and you just mimic it you're just you're just stealing <laughs> you're just taking yeah that's just thieving yeah, yeah you're just stealing from other people uh and it's it's uh, i don't know i i i hate it so much I also, we've talked in the past where it's like, yeah, but we also want worlds to be opened up and people to get a second shot at things that maybe didn't uh, succeed the first time around. Like, maybe that's how he felt when he was watching and reading League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like, he just felt like, oh, they didn't, they don't get it right. Like, they don't get it the way I get it. And really felt like he could bring something. But then when you watch it, he rips off so many things that it's like, well, I guess, I guess it's not so much he thought he could improve. It's just that he thought he could cash in. <laughs> That's the difference, right? Yeah, I think that really is it. If you're just cashing in uh, versus if you're trying to add to or improve something or, you know, collaborate in some way, like th- that is the line where it's just like when you're just out to get your slice of the pie, then, well, you kind of suck. <laughs> So there you go. (laughs) Why don't the action scenes in this excite me? They feel flat, like, like so flat. It's, it's, and it's because the CGI is, is so fucking flat and doesn't seem to like, like when they're swinging around on those fucking ropes, that (laughs) it it is incomprehensible what the ropes are attached to. What, what are they attached to? What direction to? they're swinging? Like the I, I I was so frustrated about this last night. I was just like, just because like you watch an old pirate movie when they do a swing. One usually like some of the older ones, they're actually just doing a rope swing. But when they're doing it with a harness, like they're doing here, um, you you still want to like tug the rope real hard to make it look like I'm holding on to a rope. Not these people. They're holding it like they're on a goddamn subway. They're like, it's like they're just holding the little fucking bar. Like, oh, it's going to take me. Oh, this is my stop. And you just let go. And there you are. (laughs) There you are. Right. Yeah. Well, this kind of ties into my theory about the, you know, the late deadline for the script and the guy driving home from the beach and doing the Mad Lib with his kid. Uh I think that once they got back home from the beach, I think it was like, oh, Billy needs a bath. Go, go give him a bath or whatever. And Uh he like put him in the bathtub with his favorite uh dracula and frankenstein and <laughs> wolf action yeah. figures and he just took notes on the action that the right. kid was doing he was like he's over here in the tower and he's got the cure for being a werewolf and he's gonna swing over like this Shwoom, bam, scoo. but then uh-huh. he drops yes, it right. and then mm-hmm. he's he's falling off the bridge and then the other guy comes in he's like no no you're not gonna you're not gonna get away and then he jumps on him, and then they fall and then he's in the the room with the bad guy and he stabs the bad guy and he wins Great. That's great, son. I will put and literally scene. all of that in the movie. So, don't worry. <laughs> like it feels like it feels like some of those action scenes, especially at the end of the movie, were choreographed by a 9-year-old in a bathtub. <laughs> I and I really like I was just like I was really wondering cuz they are on wires. You can see that they're on harnesses. Why? It's CGI. Why are they on harnesses? <laughs> What's the I point? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> like, it fe- 
feels so video gamey. Like it does. all of the big like action bumps and convoluted action scenes and even like dude, even the fact that, you know, this quest starts with this several useless items in your inventory that you don't know how they work. <laughs> it's like yeah. unknown ring must be useless adds <laughs> negative one to defense and Ooh, it's like why would i want map, that yeah map piece like unresolved inscription must be useless <laughs> dot 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 and right. that comes back to be a main item like this feels like a fucking video game right yeah, yeah it's yeah it's it's castlevania i mean like my, like uh, two two things i've f- failed to mention that are clear inspirations to this one, I mean, I said Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but just Castlevania in general. Castlevania has always brought these monsters together. Uh, but two, uh, the song Monster Mash. <laughs> like, <laughs> that had to be the or like original origin, right? Like, that had to be the thing that, like, made all of this possible. Monster Squad, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, all this stuff was just like somebody listened to the Monster Mash and they were like, yeah, but what if that really did happen? <laughs> what if all the monsters, though? Huh? <laughs> all of them. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a cool idea that, like, never has played out fully well except for Monster Squad. Monster Squad, dude, which, of course, has its own very dated problematic elements. But, sure. like, that has done it the best of all of them honestly and it's it's for kids like it's it's because i think that helps though they simplified it as much as they could because it was a movie aimed at children and this like doesn't try to simplify anything it tries to complicate literally everything in every single scene it's so long but at the same time (laughs) not that much happens not much happens (laughs) but at the same time every single scene is something happening but not really not really (laughs) dude it was such an odd sensation watching this movie when i was about three quarters of the way through it where like i think it was after again another one of those exposition dumps that just left me in the dark even more somehow like i turned to kate and i'm like this movie somehow does the impossible of feeling like I am watching something in fast forward and watching something in slow motion at the same time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) How does that work? I don't know. I really don't know. It feels, it feels every bit of two hours and 10 minutes, but also there's never not stuff happening, but also it's so uninteresting most of the time. It's so strange. Like, it's such a weird balance where, uh, you know, and again, I feel like it's because it's eat up with all these, like, little video gamey side quests where it's like, oh, devi- defend the village from Dracula's wives. <laughs> oh, they're throwing a cow at a building. Oh, like, all these little side quests. It's like, okay, this is fun in a video game. Like, yeah. if I was playing this in a game, it would be cool. And, and honestly, like, all of our comparisons of saying that this feels like a video game even that's kind of an insult to how far video games have come because yeah yeah like Kate Kate and I were playing through like God of War a couple weeks ago uh-huh. 
And like, there are some story bits in there where we were like both welling up. Honestly. Oh, absolutely! Like, video games have come so fucking far, but like back around this era, like early two thousands, where it was yeah. like, oh, cool, we can do movie scenes and voice acting. Let's make really bad movie scenes with really bad voice actors. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this sucks. Yeah, it feels like that era of video game, not current era. It feels like old school video game. It does, and. <laughs> I, I think that, like, the the issue really is that, like, it feels so much like that, and, and, and it's it's almost like they, they were really... Because this, by the way, there is a video game version of this. It's almost like no. that was kind of the focus, maybe. Like, they were thinking, like, yeah, we're, we're also going to like branch into video games. And then they got so focused on making it enough like a video game so that it could be a video game that they forgot to focus on making it enough like a motion picture so that it could be a motion picture. Did they Chris Gaines the fuck out of this where the game was supposed to come out first, but the movie came out first, so it was really confusing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I have to. I really did want to try to play the game, but I also was like, I am not that dedicated to this film to try to play this game. <laughs> But I really no. like because if it if if it's exactly like the movie, I bet it's an okay game. It's probably okay. That's yeah. the thing. Is like, dude, I do want to do yeah. that part where I've got to defend the village with my fully automatic Absolutely. crossbow from yeah. flying harpy women that are throwing cows at me. That sounds so fun. Yes, and I want to upgrade my crossbow to make it fucking fully automatic, and then get like exploding. Uh, 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 wooden stakes or whatever, because apparently in this universe, literally everything explodes when it impacts anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> they be blowing the fuck up, man. And it's like, uh, yeah, I, I want to defend uh Dracula's cum pods from getting electrified <laughs> by Frankenstein's brain zap. Like, cool. Dra- that sounds awesome. Dracula's cum pods. Holy That's shit! What they are. It's true. It is true. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really do just think like rewatching this, the things that really stood out to me is that one, yeah, fully just exposition throughout just, I feel like that must be Steven Summer style, terrible CGI, no charisma really on screen, no connection between the, the, the hotties that they're showing us, uh, the comedy falls flat, like it, it, even with the bits I like that are from other bits, there's not enough of that. There's not enough. Like, give me more about this, uh, 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 you know, uh, interfaith organization that fights monsters worldwide. That's interesting. I want to know cool, more. Yeah. But instead, we get mired down in like all this. The, the fact that they don't know really about vampires is so annoying. We're talking about a family that's fought monsters in Transylvania for 400 years. And again, she says when he kills that vampire, that's the first time someone's killed a vampire in centuries. The fact that this this organization, as I said, has this thing that creates light like sun and they have no idea what it's for. That's come on. (laughs) Just like. I don't know, because this is written by Stephen Summers, and I feel like it needed someone else to come in and be like, okay, these are good ideas, but let's tighten all of this up a ton. 
get out of the bathtub, dry yeah. your figures off, and let's start working on this. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And and it's like what what was also up too with like the fucking altered beast ass werewolf transformation where it's like Ugh. I don't I don't grow hair. I rip my skin off because I've always had the the hair underneath my skin at all times. Right, but also whenever whenever he starts to go back, he's ripping off his fur, but the fur is also sucking back in. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And also somehow through all that ripping, he still has on a little pair of undies. So Yeah, yeah, just to just to cover himself <laughs> up a little bit. That's also under the skin at all times too. I guess yeah, he's got an extra pair of undies under his skin at all times. <laughs> what? Boy, that's weird. <laughs> it is. That is it's strange. It's strange. That is strange. <laughs> and yeah, also just full CGI, like wear bunny look with the big pointy ears and stuff. Yeah. Not really doing it for me. Like yeah. and, and dude, once again, the whole final fight scene between this like monster bat Dracula, which is kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Versus this big burly werewolf. It's like, isn't that the last level of Altered Beast or something? Like, it feels like <laughs> this is from a video game. And that the thing is that that battle is cool, but they don't do, it's not enough. It needs to be more. It needs to be like the focus. I feel like that, that, you know, like you're going to have this real cool badass battle between two huge monsters. Like, they built up way too much with exposition when all I need is werewolves fight vampire. Awesome. Cool. cool. Get to it. Yeah. Don't don't bog me down in all the exposition about how apparently Van Helsing might be the angel Gabriel. <laughs> but he's also not. And but it's he's also definitely not. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, well, we wouldn't <laughs> want to have this, you know, ultimate evil devil Dracula versus good angel gabriel nah no vampire versus werewolf is way sicker (laughs) that is i mean what i i I, yeah angel versus devil battles could be cool i mean you know constantine 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 by the way there we go constantine is a much better version of van helsing but it's with the demons yes you know like yeah. That that plays that out way cool, and uh, apparently we we could be getting Constantine sequel very, you know, in the next in the next few years. It's been talked about, so that that's. But cool. will they call it Constantine or will they call it <laughs> Constantu? Which will they do? <laughs> what are they gonna do? I don't know. I like Constantu. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah, they yeah. should probably go with that one. I think. Yeah, dude, this movie, it has so much on paper that I should like. Yeah. But mm-hmm. man, just the, the, the tone is just not there. The pacing is just not fucking there. And obviously the the effects and stuff, like we said, are clearly not there. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah, I, I don't have uh much positive to say about this film. <laughs> so it's Kate Beckinsale is really hot. She is really she's a very, hot. very gorgeous woman. Uh you know, uh Hugh, Hugh Jackman, always a Hunk. pleasure to see him. Uh he's 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 doing a good job, I think, with the the material he's got, but it's sure. just eh bleh. But yeah, yeah. I, I I I don't know. When it comes to ranking this, oh pretty fucking low. Yeah, death. I, I'm gonna say maybe like a two, like a one and a That's half. That's exactly to a two. what I was thinking. 
Yeah. I'm like two is yeah. I think where I'm at for this. Like I'll at least give it points for having like, oh, it's a bunch of old friends. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. Two is absolutely fair for this movie. So thanks. And, that, and that's uh, on a scale of ten. Yeah, no, we're not talking two out of five. No, no, no. no. <laughs> two out scale of ten. ten. Uh, but yeah. th- thanks to Grayson for putting this in the bowl, because it really was uh, fun <laughs> to rip t- the shit out of it. That it was, really was. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and you know, Grayson, I've not talked to you about it. Maybe this is like your favorite movie oh, ever. Shit. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God damn, so fuck bad. these guys. I'd feel kind of bad about it. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to text him and ask though. I want to find out tomorrow when he hears the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yep. we're gonna find out about it over on our Facebook group right. where you guys can hang out with your boys and uh, catch up with all the cool kids. Everybody shares all kinds of cool horror news and memes and all yeah, kinds of shit on cool there. Stuff. So well. it's the only reason to use Facebook. So be sure to uh, hang out with us on there as well as our other social media pages, which you can find through our Linktree page. Hang out with us on Instagram, Twitter, all the usual stuff, as well as Patreon, which is where this movie was submitted. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Uh, get access to the the Patreon exclusive episodes, the Hell Rankers, the Addendum, uh, all the other stuff that we have up there. Uh, if you become a patron on a five dollar level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl, and then once a month we draw from the Smoking Bowl. And we cover the movie that we draw from the smoking bowl, as we've done this very day. Indeed. The next pick could be yours. Sign up over there and help support Jub Boys. And also hang out for next week's episode. We're going to be covering one that I ain't never seen before, yeah. but you're excited to talk about yes, it. Yes, so I do am. It. I just recently watched this. It is, let, let me just tell you, it's a, it's a movie written by Kevin Williamson. And it is directed by Wes Craven. Go ahead and take a guess. No, it's not a Scream movie. It's a movie about werewolves starring Christina Ricci. What? It is Cursed. Cursed. I look forward to watching this. I don't know anybody other than you that has seen this uh-huh, movie. Right. Yeah. No, uh, Anna suggested it to me. Uh, and when, uh, yeah, now that I've seen it, I, I really think like people need to see this movie. There, There is a meme that... Uh, I see from time to time that comes from this movie and it is a werewolf uh, flipping off toward the camera. And uh, it it's even funnier in the moment than, than the gif itself. So just really sit down and enjoy cursed. I, 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 I can't claim it to be the best movie ever made, but I think you're going to enjoy at least right. most of it. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Next week here on the show, on the next installment of Dead and Lovely. Hope to see you guys there. I'll be Uncle Ben. And I will be Hollywood Steve. And we'll be Dead and Lovely. We'll catch you guys then. Bye, Bye. now. Very dr- Is that a Frankenstein goodbye? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, very dramatic, very robust. Bye. vampire bees what yeah yeah uh anna Anna and i had this idea last night vampire bees go with me here one it's got exclamation part exclamation point in the title two obviously it's a 60s 
like horror, like B movie. I <laughs> get it. B movie. Um, okay. Yes. Here's yes. the idea. The bees suck blood and then they turn the blood into blood red honey. And if you Ooh. taste the honey, you have a crazy kaleidoscopic honey trip. And why not? Also, this movie is going to have groovy dance numbers. Uh, it's all it, I, think think Austin Powers like uh, style dance numbers with like all sorts of like yes. zooming in and out and bikinis and, and big hair and all that stuff going on. I can see it. Uh, and then we discover that the queen of the vampire bees is a sexy woman vampire. And she's got some convoluted way that she turned these bees into vampires. She is, of course, played by Sherry Moon Zombie. No, she's not. She's yes. played by someone who looks like Elvira, obviously. <laughs> so, okay, Sherry Moon Zombie in a dark-haired wig. Perfect. Oh, we Let's saw that compromise. in the monsters. Let's settle. Uh, okay, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That could work. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm okay with this. Honestly, this all sounds very fun to me. I think we just need a revival of, of 50s and 60s B-horror. like And like beach movies and shit, yeah, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 I'll, I'll refer back to what I say in the episode about my other movie pitch that I, we haven't recorded yet because we record this before we record the episode, but I'm Spoilers. talking from the future. What? Huh? Huh? How does this How? work? What? Huh? Vampire bees. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry about that. That was better. <coughs> yeah. Don't know what happened there. Like swallowed a little bit of spit. Okay. Who spit? I don't know. I was just drinking this cup of spit and I swallowed a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay, Gigi Allen. <laughs>